2: Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Phillips Roku TV today, online, or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Good
3: morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy wildcard weekend. Playoffs all begin today. And we are the fellas coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more car insurance. Go to Geico.com for a free rate quote. I am the cuz Anthony Gargano and he is Mr. HOF. Big bleeping link. Uh Uh-huh. What's up, brother? What's happening, captain? How you doing, man? We don't, man. We don't, brother. Uh, you know, it you know, just sucks. Uh, man, uh, what 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 sucks? What? It sucks. Already? We just started yeah, the man. show what happened. It's the holidays are over. Yeah. Football season's over. Not over, playoffs.
4: Play- playoffs. Uh, playoffs. I
3: know, I know. I love the playoffs, but the, the thing that scares me is that there's only Think about this for 1 second. There's 11 meaningful football games left. Why do you have to put it like that? That's it. 11. Only 11 meaningful games.
4: And then we get to turn our attention to basketball. There's been a lot of great. I play
3: basketball. I hate basketball. Come on. Come on. I hate
4: it. You're sixers. Well, I know. Well, I think I hate basketball. Just, you know, you got to go through your highs and lows. It's a roller coaster. It's a marathon, no, man. I,
3: There's only eleven football games left. Oh man, there's Just four today, happen. four this weekend, wild card weekend. There's four divisional. There's two in the championship games mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl, and that's it. I actually make it twelve because there is Clemson and LSU, right. which is going to be incredible. Can't and be and be that's down. it. Just and it's down. over. It's, it's, no, I it's, got the post holiday blues. Oh, no. Yeah, it Come sucks. On. Sucks, Lincoln. Like no more football. You we only got, you know, got 11, 12 games left. got states. limited football. It's called limited football. And then we got to wait months and months and months. Will they what? please listen to me and <laughs> take this season through March? Oh, my. In the March, through February, and in the March, please, Lord Jesus. Then
4: when, when will we have the combine? When will we get ready for the draft? Oh, bleep all that stuff. You have plenty of time. Just push it all back. When will all the kids that set out their bowl games get get a chance push to showcase the <laughs> Push it all back. Push
3: it all back. Give me the Super Bowl in March. Wow. Yes. The March Classic. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's
4: called March Madness. It's already, it's already taken March. No!
3: no. We do. It, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's the perfect it, selection Sunday oh. takes place on the same day as Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and it's a party in America. <laughs> so you have, you know, that Big Ten game, mm-hmm. right? We're having a championship game that's mm-hmm. always on that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have that. Then at, at three o'clock, or 4 o'clock, how about that, is Selection Sunday. And then it's 6.30 is the Super Bowl. Wow. Now tell me out, that's not America. <laughs> it's overload.
4: You gotta spread it, it out. You can't put it all on
3: one day. Spread it yeah, out. You, you know, or you you can play the Super Bowl the week before if you want. Yeah.
4: Double Bowl, buys once all once all of its pumpkin circumstances build up and all that stuff on its own.
3: Uh, but, but, but. <laughs> I I can't beat it early January. I'm already depressed, man. I know. It sucks. <laughs> like I love oh. the nothing better than the fall, the pumpkin, and then the holidays. <laughs> That's what I live for. And these freaking sixers. I've lost four in a row, Lincoln. Yeah, I saw it last night. Rockets played real well. Anthony Davis was dominant yeah. last night. He was out of his mind.
4: My squad—I don't know what's wrong with them.
3: Kind of hard row.
4: to kind of hard to put into words what I mean. I didn't really see a whole lot of things wrong. I just think the Rockets were hotter. So you know what I mean. No, I Embiid. Mean, where was well, Embiid at? Watching. Spectator. Yeah, that was a problem.
3: That was a huge problem. <laughs> Best player on the floor wasn't doing anything. That's that was the issue. Yeah. All right, well, forget them. Uh, no, no, we can't. We got them. wild That's card not- weekend. It's a, <laughs> it's actually a great weekend. It is. Got some good matchups. We got coming four up. good games. Yeah. We got Buffalo, and I'm a big, big Buffalo fan today. Shame, because I, I I love I like both those teams. I like Houston too, because I'm think beat, You think fan. the Bills beat the Texans, huh? I do. I yeah. love the Bills today. Love yeah. the Bills. And know everybody's thinking, Ah, eh, Houston at home. To me, it's it's a Buffalo game. So that's a great game, though. And, and it I, is. you know, listen, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, but the Bills and Buffalo, Bills and, and Texans, and then. The Patriots are only a five point favorite against Tennessee.
4: Yeah. Now that can't be real. Uh, Tennessee, you will travel that defense and that running, that play style will travel. I don't, you know, and I'm wondering how real it is though. Mm-hmm. You think it travels. I, don't. I do. With that defense and then the Henry, yeah, yeah, I do. Henry Everyone does. Can.
3: I don't know that Tannehill does.
4: Well, you, you, you I don't sleep on Tannehill. He's found a receiver in AJ Brown. AJ Brown's terrific. Him. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing pretty well. And you know, the the Patriots have struggled offensively. So there have been times where they haven't been able to get it done. Yeah, no, but I
3: I I don't I don't see it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like it might way. be some wild weather. What's the weather like for you guys today? What What is it supposed to be like? They said there no, might be some wild weather up north. I wondered if it got to you. Yeah, that's well. not. Yeah, no, no, we're a little too south for that wild okay. weather
3: today. Today for us, it's going to be 55
4: degrees. Oh, look at that! It's beautiful. Yeah, but Go then side with it, the boys in between the games, throw the ball around. Blah 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 I, blah, blah, got, blah. I got practice. I got games oh, okay. today. Once well, again, oh, you got, got games, games and practice. See? So you already
3: yeah. tied up. Yeah. No, but I, I'll, I'll make sure I'm free for well, games. <laughs> of course, I know you're not. going to uh, miss um, this. <laughs> We got uh, tomorrow, it gets cold. It's a a warm front that went through. Up north, it could be wild in New England, though. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. It could be wild in New England. And then, when you look at tomorrow, the rematch. Saints and Vikings. That's a great game. You know what's funny? Did you hear Jonas?
4: We love our boy uh, Jonas of, yeah, Knox. Yeah, but, but parts and bits and pieces of it. What, what, he what, likes, what the oh, likes the Vikes. Oh, he likes the Vikes in a row. Wow.
3: Yes. Jonas likes the Vikes. He thinks he's here's a chance for an outright. An outright? Ooh. Yes. Nice. Now it's funny. I, I don't know. I it, it, it's it's funny. It's either gonna be. And this is such a cop out, but <laughs> like it's either gonna be. Vikings shock the world, or Saints win by thirty. That's kind of how I look at it.
4: I, I mean, see how you can say that? I, I,
3: I see how you can you can go with that. And I and like and when when Jonas said that, I was like, "Wow, man, he likes to, he likes the Vikes." I listened to Jonas. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I just can't imagine Cousins in that hostile environment,
5: waking
4: I, up and all of a sudden have a big game, right? Yeah, I he just seems to melt in those kinds of environments. Yeah. You know
5: what, you know what was what I'm interesting
4: saying? to me. Yeah, and I hear you just a little side note. Did you did you realize that usually they mix it up, but they have two AFC today and two NFC tomorrow? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. I mean it was just I just thought that was weird because they normally have, you know, one and one, but Man, it was it was like what? Why did they do that? But anyways, but no, I I well, look, we're I going to talk it about it throughout to, the day, yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Minnesota, I you know, I saw that game a couple weeks ago with Green Bay without Dalvin Cook and how they struggled. Kirk Cousins struggled. I don't know if they can take that on the road. I I honestly think this is New Orleans' year with the with the way the playoffs the I setup, I think this could, is yeah, set up. Certainly is could yeah, certainly could be
3: yeah, certainly could be. I agree. I I I when Jonas said that, I was like yeah. Let me think about it. And then I, I go, I, I don't know. Cousins is like, you know, soft cheese. He's just going to, he melts in that, in that spot, man. <laughs> I got no faith in that dude. <laughs> See? I do. I have no faith in that dude. No faith. Ah, uh, yeah. And then of course we
4: got Eagles and Seahawks, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be a really great game. I think it's going to be a great, a great game. Uh, look, I just think the Seahawks are too beat up with the limited backfield in spite of you know, shining, signing Marshawn. I just don't – they're not the same team without those. those, those that running back back. Wow,
3: see, so you and I agree. Mm-hmm.
4: Because I like the, I actually love the Eagles. Yeah, as do I. And, and I know the Eagles are depleted with injuries too, but I've, I think the Eagles have found a rhythm over the last that's couple right. of weeks. They showed me a lot, right. obviously against Dallas, but last week they showed me more against the Giants because yeah. it, it, it seemed to click. Yeah. And I think that's great, especially hosting a home playoff game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you.
3: Well, we'll get into it all. We'll uh, dissect. All of the wild card games. We'll take a look back at the bowl games. And uh, obviously take a look at some of the coaching openings. And since we're pretty close to some of the big names here Mm -hmm. on the fellas. And uh, we'll get get you into all that sort of stuff. And the NBA as well with Anthony Davis going off last night. Just beast mode. The fellas lincoln kennedy anthony gargano just getting started on this sports saturday right here on fox sports radio
1: discover bet mgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem
2: call 1-800-GAMBLER from football playoffs to basketball madness
0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Terms apply.
4: The fellas, Anthony Organo, Lincoln Kennedy. And you want to hear something amazing? Look, Discover matches all the cash back you end at the, you'll earn at the end of your first year with no limit on how much they'll match. Millions of people are getting a cashback match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Because uh, as we get yes. ready for the NFL playoffs, uh, you know, you're, you're, how how are people feeling in uh, Philadelphia? Excitement? You know, in yes. the division, hosting the game? To, yes. You
3: know? Yes. It's very exciting. It's like it. It, what happened was, and this is interesting, it goes for any city that has a recent championship. Particularly a city that is starved for one and finally becomes satiated, right? So in Philadelphia, this was a notorious pessimistic city. It used to operate under the guise that it was cursed, right? Right. Much like the Cub fans and the curse of the goat, belly goat, and all that stuff. Anytime you see the long drought, and the gods forsake a place. The people feel like they're beseeched upon, right? They feel like their gods have ignored them, have forsaken them. And then all of a sudden, you get a win. And so the championship, particularly in the manner in which it came in 2017 for the Eagles, after Carson Wentz goes down and Nick Foles who you and I both were not impressed by
4: somehow like in Jacksonville hot- now or he was right, yeah.
3: exactly somehow gets hot and you know wins the Super Bowl right and nobody expected anything like it in fact nobody expected them to get out to such a great start even with Wentz right so they got this great start and, and quite frankly I was wondering whether or not Peterson would make it through his second year. And they win a Super Bowl. And that changed people's outlook. And suddenly, the dour, nasty look, right? The dour, nasty outlook, I should say, melted. Speaking of melt, it melted away. And it's it's now... Hopeful and and optimistic, and that's changed. It's changed the, the the nature. So they look at this season like, who knows what Boston Scott, and who knows what Greg Ward can do, <laughs> and these no name you know practice squatters. You're taking solace in the fact that you beat the Cowboys to do it. So I, I, I like that. Well, I mean, I'm just giving you the nature of the town. Like, yeah. I, I don't think anybody. I don't think there's delusions. I think, like, like this, I think people believe they can win Sunday, and this says no. This is no disrespect to Russell Wilson.
4: No, no, because I, I love w- Russell wouldn't think Wilson. It. It wouldn't 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 be you know you're in this position. Obviously, hosting a game is worth something. Has some value, and you know how especially that place. The that place is is, is, yeah. is pretty good. It's pretty
3: hostile. Yeah. yeah, they're they're struggling. Their offensive line. Their defense right. is not. Their defense is not great. Right. And I think it's the advantage Eagles. So, I think people think they can beat Seattle. And then, like, you know, I mean, I don't think people are stupid. I think they look at it and they go, yeah, man, San Francisco's tough and Green Bay would be tough and nobody wants to go to New Orleans. So, you know, those three, like, nasty, you know, yeah. prospects. But, you know, again, who knows? Well,
5: you could get a hot
3: team. Yeah. I, dude, I, I remember we got, we talk about Coach Spags a lot on the show and. When Coach Bags went to New York to become the uh, defensive coordinator,
5: mm-hmm.
3: I'll never forget. I go, dude, I go, you want that job? <laughs> Buffalo might be out, right? Like, I'm serious. I, this is the conversation I had with him. I go, he's like, yeah, I want to take the uh, DC job. I said, yeah, you really, you really, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, I you know, I got to get my shot as as a DC. Yeah. Cause he was linebackers coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, all right, so he gets his, you know, good luck. First two weeks, he gives up forty and forty-one. Right. Mm -hmm. To the Giant, to the Cowboys, and somebody else riddled them. And then they got, they get hot. And this was the year of Randy Moss. Remember this? I do remember it. All right. So the Patriots are unbelievable. The Patriots are just unstoppable. And it's the last game of the regular season. And New England is going for the unbeaten regular season. Yep. And the Giants already have a playoff spot clinched. Wild card. Wild card. Yep. So, so, uh, Spags runs the defense and Coughlin was the offense, right? Mm -hmm. So how they used to do it is, Every Friday, Coughlin would be in, go to Spag's office at 9 o'clock and they would go over the game plan for an hour. Uh, what's, what are we doing? What are you thinking? So that Friday, he comes into Steve's office and he says, and Steve says to him, uh, what are we doing? Are we, are we resting starters or what? Because mm-hmm. he goes, I want to rest guys. I want right. to make sure they're, he- they're healthy. I don't want to lose anybody, meaningless game, blah, blah, blah. And Coughlin goes, no. We're going to try to win the game. And he's like, all right. And, you know, he's got that, you're the boss, whatever right, you yeah, say. Yeah, certainly. But I think you're wrong. Right. Right? Right. So they go out and try to It's a Saturday night game. Yeah. It's a primetime Saturday night game. They go out and they try to win. And they play them tough. They only lose by 10. Right. But in that game, Spags something. had been toying with the NASCAR package. Mm-hmm to mess with Brady, yep. moving all his rushers inside, going with four ends. Yep. And you know, like, yeah, you they filed that away. So then they embark on their journey, and I kind of lived it with them. So they go to Tampa Bay on the road and win. Tough spot, man. Tampa, that was still the, the uh, Tampa team that yep. had won yep. it, yep. that had beaten you guys That's that you right. remember. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to Dallas. And Dallas was good. It's Tony Romo. And they were, you know, a, a really good team. And the Giants go into Dallas and beat Dallas. And then you'll remember this game. They have to go into
4: Lambeau in a snowstorm
3: yep. for the NFC Championship.
4: And and I think behold, that's when Eli did through the Hail Mary at the end of the half, right? was not
3: that wasn't that a game? No, that I was an, that was another one. That was another that game. was later. Okay. That was after Green Bay won it. Remember that?
5: Huh. That was to after the together, Packers. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. The Packers had wanted the Hail Mary. I remember that Hail Mary game in Lambeau. Now this was the this was the the blizzard in mm. Green Bay. And if you remember, T- Coughlin's nose was red. Right, They had But Favre, his nose was running. It was like the end of Favre. Yeah. And you could see, it was the end of Favre in Green Bay. Anyway, they win.
4: Miraculous. Now they got to face the unbeaten Patriots. And I remember because it was here in Phoenix. And and I was doing the show with Bruce Jacobs back then. And we were doing the show right here in the studio I'm sitting in. And so we were giving our, our, our projections about the game. And I said, you know, Bruce was so high. He was like, oh, the Patriots are going to be undefeated. They're going to go rattle off and be the greatest team to go down in history. And I said, not so fast. Defense wins. I've been convinced since I placed the Baltimore Ravens in 2000, a defense can win a championship. I said, this defense is going to do enough to stop Brady. Oh, you're crazy. I had so many people. I made so much money that weekend. Betting wow. people, <laughs> that is awesome. Because that NASCAR package, because Ju- Justin Tuck, who played a couple years with Oakland, took it out there, and I never really dissected until I saw him and what what he talked about. Now, for those at home, we call it NASCAR packages. Just think of this: four defensive ends are your down are your down linemen, so you're conceding that a team's probably not going to try to run between the tackles or try to draw you or screen you or anything like that because you got four speedsters. And the way that helps out, especially for against interior linemen, interior linemen aren't used to having to move or having to get out of their phone book, their phone box, their phone booth. Um, probably, probably a lot of our listeners don't even know what the heck a phone booth is. But a small, <laughs> a small distance, you know, either two feet right to left. They're not used to moving more than that. Guards and centers. So when you have speedy guys like an Aaron Donald who's going to make you run wide, a Warren Sapp who's going to make you run wide. Um who was a uh, Jonathan Randall. John Randall it was a guy who made you run wide. You have a guy like that guards and centers struggle. And uh and that's what that's what the New York Giants did to New England Patriots in that Super Bowl. They harassed Tom Brady by forcing him off his point, forcing his guards and centers to have to move and cover space, which they weren't used to and they struggled with it.
3: Yeah, very good, very good explanation. And um you know, and it shows you, and and this is for any of these wild card teams. Well, you get hot, go yep. we'll figure. It's always, yep. We always talk about the hot team, how the Giants did it again a couple yep. years later, that's and right. that's the year of the Hail Mary. That was the year, if you remember, because remember, that Giants team, the first one we just talked about beat Favre, the second one beat Rodgers. Rodgers, right. in, in his first year, remember, replacing Favre wins the Super Bowl, remember? Right,
4: right, right, right.
3: And then the second year, we were all expecting them to go right back. They were like yeah. fifteen and one yeah, that team. Yeah. Yeah. And and they and they were just flat in that divisional game. And the Giants beat them, and lo and behold, go to the Super Bowl again. Yeah. In a crazy manner. Insane. All right, let's meet the crew. All right. Our fine producer, Bersh. We say Bersh. What's up, guys? We doing, man?
5: Well, Did uh, I startle
3: you this morning. A, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, you know, it's just that I energy. I scream at them in the morning. Yeah. It it's, it, but it's that jolt that we need. It is now three thirty here on the, yes. the west coast. So yes. Uh, sometimes it's you know, It's known as the crack hour. That's yes. right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like that that extra cup of coffee that I needed. It's just yeah, good, good, right glad I could help out, bro. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yes. And of course, uh, our technical producer, Chris. Do you feel? Uh, do you feel as though the gods have forsaken you as a Detroit Lions fan?
6: No, that would have no. happened a long time ago if that was the case. So no, this isn't. So you don't believe in any gods. No, no, no! Uh, Detroit sportsman makes you an atheist, right? Uh, a very, a very militant <laughs> one. Before. Yeah. Yes. No, it's I, I don't, I don't wallow in the pity. Uh, I, I'm seeing today, like, I, the funny thing is, is because the state of Detroit sports is now where it is, where there used to be always at least one good team, and now all of them are very bad. You could always rely on the Red Wings, and if you couldn't rely on them. It was the Tigers, and maybe the Pistons. Uh, none of them are good. The Pistons have just decided they're going to try to blow this up again. And Let's the Lions, trade Drummond. Yeah. yeah, they're looking to trade him. He's on the block. At last, I saw the Hawks and a couple other teams were yeah. interested. And the Lions have committed to bringing back Matt Patricia right. for another year, which is a move. I'm not usually in the mood of of being impatient with coaches or ta- yeah. or. But I didn't think he was the right fit from the very yeah. beginning. So it's uh. It's rough. It's rough sledding right now for Detroit, so I can't really say. I can't really say much. We still else got Biggie.
3: He's about a thousand years old, but still got Miggy.
6: We still have Miggy. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't. He'll he'll get at least thirty games before he uh, gets another bone. You no, know What's the
3: shame. Him. Is that Detroit is you know downtown? It's coming up. Well, I go. Looks, I go there all the time. Yeah, it looks awesome, right? Like it's they've really done a great job. In, like in in the city, it looks awesome. But sports Detroit.
6: Oh, Let me tell you, like all of the, all the sports are in the same spot now, and it's near Greek Town. It's one of my favorite traditions when I'm back yeah. home. Yeah, it's a great spot to go up to Greek Town before, yeah. then get some euros, and then go catch a ball game yeah. somewhere.
3: It's a shame, even the Red Wings suck. It's bad, man. Bad, bad. Uh, well, would native son
6: is home. Steve Eiserman. Maybe he'll turn yeah. it around.
3: Yeah, I see, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, on trending, the one, the only Figgy. Good morning, Figgy. Morning, morning, morning. How we doing, fellas? You know, I don't know, dude. I just, the football season's over. It's not over. What are you talking about? This is the best part. This is the playoffs. I know, what you but the one is, see, I'm, I'm a weirdo, as you already know. Yes. The True story. So <laughs> I agree with you. Like, the playoffs are the best part. Yeah. But it's also the final 10 minutes of the movie. And I like the first act of the movie. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the first act in everything, because I still got two other acts. Mm-hmm. When that. we've reached the apex, the third act, or the apex of the story, it's over. And then when it's over, I have a sense of loss that overcomes me.
7: Well, you can so fix that and make it like the NBA and have 82 games, but then no, I feel like it'll be the exact no. opposite, and you'll be like, "Man, the season's too damn long. We have to shorten this us. thing." I would never say football's too long. Okay, good. Gosh. I think part of the appeal is that it's short. That's what makes it so great. No, no, I, we have I, time you, to actually miss it. No, you're right. You're right. But I'm just adding. Yeah, but like, I know I, what you mean. I, like, Trust I just
3: me. want four weeks. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not asking. <laughs> I'm not asking for a ton. I just want four weeks. Four weeks is a ton. <laughs> no, yeah, four a four is a, <laughs> is a lot. So I'll, I'll take it from the guy it.
7: that played professionally, Lincoln <laughs> <Exactly>. over there. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Why well, I, I wasn't talking about the players. I love the players. But we're going to compensate the players. But think about this, right? Okay. September, October, November, December, January. Okay. That's basically the season. Correct. If you just added February, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Lincoln's right. like, did you miss August training camp? Exactly like that right. just that <laughs> just don't count. No, but no, but August. You know, we're gonna we're gonna move that back a little bit. So July turns into August. We'll start it a little bit late. Anyway, I digress. All right, no, I figgy. do. I do
7: know what you mean, though. It's, it's as exciting as it is. It means football is almost over. I know. Which is got never one a good game thing. Left
3: college football's the best. Yeah. Like I wish they were restarting now. <laughs> anyway, uh, and it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help that my basketball team is just sinking.
7: Ooh. Yeah. Um, did you watch that game at all? I saw some of it. I, I didn't see the entire game. I did see some Dude, of it. I, like, I don't understand why he w- would. It, it's like, just
3: MB, odd. B drives me insane. Yeah. He's a great, 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 great
7: talent. And and
3: there are nights when he just doesn't want to play. Yeah. It's, it's not even like
7: he doesn't have it. It's like he's just not engaged at times. And I don't know if sometimes it's just kind of the expression he has on his face where it just doesn't look like he's engaged. And he's he and he's the main one who talks after games. He said it last night. I'm tired of losing. And It's like, yeah. well, maybe maybe do a little bit more. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. You know, and well, Holmes take over. It is odd though. And Tobias Harris said this after the game too. It's like we're we're. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like we're too talented to be playing this badly. You know, to and trying to figure this thing out. You know, we've had a full off season with our with our guys, our core here together. Why haven't we figured out what we're doing yet? So I don't know if yeah, that's – and man. you've been embedded with this team all season long, so you can speak to it better than anyone. Yeah. I just don't know what the issues are, if there's internal issues or if they're maybe. not listening to Coach Brown uh, or, or what the problem may be.
3: Oh. Yeah, I'll listen, I'll listen to Simmons, what you're saying. And Simmons played well.
7: Yeah, Simmons played great. Simmons that's was excellent.
3: Like ben actually – because they were mad at him for not uh, being assertive on the offensive end.
7: Yeah, I know Embiid uh, oh. took a veiled shot at him the other yes. day. right? yes. With that. So, there's still time. It's still young in the season there. I know they're the 6th seed right now, but look, we just hit the first of the year. There's still time for them to figure it out. So, I'm not I'm not saying it's doom and gloom for the Sixers at this point. I still think they're one of the favorites in the East. And I still no, think I they're know. just too talented to be able to to not be able to figure it out at some point.
3: I need you know, I got I got a money ball deal working with this team. You oh, know yeah? what I'm saying? Oh well, yeah. Oh, my my book, book. project. The I want to
4: th- yeah. turn it into the movie. You know? So,
3: Look at the drama uh, and the
4: intrigue as it it rises
5: it and falls does, like actually, a roller Yeah, good point, Actually, Link. if I point. if
3: I told you, if I went over the story with you, you'd be like, "Wow, this really is actually a really good book. It's a good. good movie. Yeah, yeah. So I like it." If I if I went over it with you, next week I'll be in Dallas. Oh.
4: see, you doing traveling the show. And nice. Yeah, there you go.
3: In Indiana, I would get the the big Dallas, Indiana swing. <laughs> <laughs> Take it it away, fake.
7: All right. Well, uh, speaking of those 76ers, I'm sorry, but it's just, I mean, it was the the topic we were just on, so we'll mention it. I don't have to rip them. I'll just mention the facts. Uh, They did lose to the Rockets. Uh, 118-108. to James Harden, another triple-double, 44 points, 11 boards, 11 assists. Uh, Philadelphia's lost four games in a row, seven of their last ten. They fall to 23-14. and Out west you have the Lakers beating the Pelicans 123 to 113. Anthony Davis lay in the wood to his former team 46 points. Danny Green at 25 points for the Lakers as well. LeBron James had 15 assists. LA has won 4 straight games. You have the Orlando Magic blowing out the Heat 105 to 85. Miami only scored 6 points in the fourth quarter in that loss. The Celtics overcame an 18-point deficit. They came back to beat the Hawks 109-106. to Jalen Brown had 24 points. Gordon Hayward had 18 there. Devin Booker, 38 points for the Suns in a victory over the New York Knicks. And another upset in the top five in college basketball. It feels like we have multiple, many of these every single week. Fifth-ranked Ohio State went down to Wisconsin in a Big Ten tilt, 61-57. to 57. That's actually the second straight loss for Ohio State and talked about some college football. Uh, Ohio State defensive end Chase Young declared for the NFL draft, as did Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor and Georgia running back DeAndre Swift. Fellas, back to you.
3: Thank you, Fig. We are the fellas coming live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com for a free rate quote. What was the games that stood out to you, my good man, over the – uh, bowl season. Uh
4: well, I mean, I took a lot of interest obviously in the playoffs. I was really surprised the way Clemson came back because I thought Ohio State had figured them out and had their number. I Was very impressed with the way Clemson played. And uh, of course, the Did dominance. you think
3: that, did you think they got lucky on the play?
4: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some luck in every game. You know, depending on how you break it down, but the fact that you're able to come back and win when, you know, you had such a deficit and you were playing so poorly. To begin with, you know what I mean. I, that 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 impressed mm-hmm. me. Showed uh, some great resiliency, uh, especially through adversity. So a lot of respect to the Clemson Tigers. Um, extremely. Well, I mean, he wasn't really surprised what LSU did to Oklahoma. I was surprised they were able to do so much in the first half. I yeah. mean, it it was almost like Oklahoma was standing still and they were running around them. Uh, and, and so I, I was really, really you know surprised that uh, LSU did all of that in the first half. They didn't really even need to come out the second half because it was already over. So you know, as far as those bowl go, bowl games go, um, but then the, the other ones, you know, seeing the, the competitive bowl games, um, the Rose was a little bit surprising because uh, I know I talked with a lot of people, and though I, I think you know when it comes to Oregon and Wisconsin, that's what I'm referring to in the Rose Bowl. I was I'm I'm a little bit on the fence about Herbert. I'm not really sure what to think of him. A lot of people think that you know he's going to be a top tier, you know, top quarterback won the draft. There are several games I watched him and there has been so many inconsistencies as far as him just showcasing his talent compared to other quarterbacks who had that sort of moniker behind them. Uh, Justin Herbert is is extremely bright. I think he's a 4.0 student. He was an academic student of the year or something in the Pac-12, if not the country. But one of those things is that, and so I know he's smart and he's a great guy and got all the intangibles. But I'm I've yet to see him transcend to that marquee quarterback on a collegiate level. And I agree. I don't I don't know if that happens on the next level.
3: Yeah, I agree.
4: You know, because he showed you know that big run that he had against Wisconsin to sort of get what well, yeah. not sorted of, but gave Oregon the lead was a big deal. Um, and of course, he showed a little bit of speed as he was pulling away from people. Uh, but there was. Didn't really throw a lot. Didn't really showcase that arm a lot. And I don't think you can rely on running. He's not the type of guy who's going to rely, rely, rely on no, running. No, not really. So I don't yeah. know how that transcends uh, to where you put him. But with that being said, um, I, I've been I've been impressed with the bowl season. I, I can't. I mean, I can't complain when you, uh, even when you talk about some of the the the, the other bowls like the Tax Slayer Bowl or something like that when you see a. Six and six team and a seven and six team, you know, go at it or whatever it is. You know, people are still a little disappointed. This is kind of boring. Well, you know, there's not enough good teams to go around for all the bowl games. So sometimes you're going to have that. But what it does is it pacifies the palate for me that gives you football, gives you something to watch in a relatively slow time of the year.
3: Yeah, no, I, I listen, I, I thought it was awesome, to be honest with you. Yeah.
4: So. I thought it was some good football, man. I, I you know, a
3: Georgia surprised me. Yeah. Uh, uh, against Balor. I thought mm-hmm. Balor would play him tougher. Obviously, all those guys out for Georgia. And it's funny, you know, they're missing 15 guys, and, and sometimes as we have ju- as we learned that night, that, you know, it gives kids a chance to play, and they're engaged. Yeah. You know, they're really yeah. engaged. Plus, I think, you know, I mean, up front, they're just a beast up front, and you saw the well, difference. Well, when you're yeah.
4: as deep, yeah, when you're as deep as Georgia, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as against guys sitting down or sitting out as I am, in other times, because Georgia's deep at all the positions, that, that, especially that you know that matter. It's just that I, I think it's, and there have been other situations where guys have sat out for their bowl games because they weren't chasing a national championship. That I thought it was it was just kind of selfish because your team deserves a winnable, and it yeah. helped you get to where you are. So why can't you play one more game? But it is what it is.
3: Yeah, so no, I, I yeah, I I, no, I feel you. Um, but we'll get to all the games. Get a little snippet on all of them. We'll look at the quarterbacks uh, as well, what Tua is going to do. And we bid farewell to the Clapper. Lincoln (laughs) Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, the fellas on Fox.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
2: watch what you want when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
0: Hi I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 questions on
5: Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
3: Fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, brought to you by Discover. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for learn more? Discover.com slash cashback match. Lincoln, did you shed a tear for the said clapper? After all those years and all those disappointing seasons. After all those calluses by doing this. (laughs) All those calluses.
4: Well, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, Jason Garrett is no more. Yeah, you 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 knew it was going to happen. It was no surprise to anyone. What what surprised me and it's it's particularly funny. I know why they did it. But what surprises me throughout this whole ordeal is the wording in which you know, he was let go. Um they chose to move on without Jason Garrett. <laughs> it was like <laughs> not not going to renew his contract. He's he's fired, he's out and it, they chose to move on. From Jason Garrett. That was that was a common theme. Yes. The Cowboys have chosen to move on with, from Jason Garrett. I'm like Yes, it's, yes, it's, Lincoln, yes. It is it is the media mogul time it, it, to it, move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, that is but you knew it was gonna happen. You knew it was gonna happen. Oh um, I was I was actually surprised by the Giants situation. Shermer and, and, and Gettelhart stand or, or whatever his name is, but Gettleman uh, Gettleman, the GM. Because I thought that, they, they, I thought you had to have that as a package deal too. If you're going to do Sherman, I think you had to let Gettleman go too because they, the philosophy they shared was one that put this team the way it is.
3: And, well, I, I think, I think Shermer's a horrid coach.
4: Okay. be All right. I understand it. And I, I'm not going to sit there and argue with it. Didn't see enough of a, a product to say yeah. whether or not he was better or not. But I would say this, you know, when you talk about what Gettleman did with, Obviously, taking Saquon Barley and, and and Daniel Jones, you've got your backfield of the future. There's, you still need to fine tune. You let a lot of, trimmed a lot of fat around this team. You know, a general manager and a, to me, a head coach have got to have the same sort of philosophy, ideology in order to be successful. And I just don't know if you could do one without the other.
3: Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, listen, it's fair. Definitely fair. Uh, let me ask you, because we. Uh, Talked a lot about the, those, the NFC East and the fact that there were three jobs in the NFC East open. Of course, the Redskins fill it. Right. And, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I liked the hires. So do I. All right. I, I, well, I'm going to, I'm adding Del Rio to the mix because, right. um, he's now the defensive coordinator, but, uh, um, I, I do think, they at least got a little stability, even though Daniel Snyder thinks it's Thanksgiving. Um, Go figure. I, you, know. you know what?
4: You know what's funny because I, I I wasn't even really paying attention when I when I was watching the press conference, but when he said that, I, I I think I was actually making my bed. I stopped. I was like, "Did he just say Thanksgiving?" I was
5: like,
4: I was like, <laughs> exactly. The first time a guy speaks right
3: <laughs> since the lunar landing, and he says, "Happy Thanksgiving," really. Uh, you know, but I do think Ron Rivera is a really good move, and I like they the get move. some stability. Ron is a uh, is a long time, real good, strong NFL guy. You saw the yeah. success he had in Carolina, so um, you know that's that's a good hire to get Ron Rivera. Anyway, the uh, the rest of the NFC uh, now you have to look at the other two spots, right? And I agree with you. I was surprised that Gettleman stays, particularly yeah. since. You look at the candidates, and we'll dive into this coming up straight ahead. But I would assume you would want control. I know that there's one big-time candidate who would want control. Right. And in both those jobs, you have an impediment. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, with the Giants and Jera, with the Cowboys. We'll examine uh, both those jobs coming up and whether Matt Rule takes either of them. Fellas on Fox. That's us. We are the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and get a free rate quote. Fellas, as we begin wild card weekend, and we will go through each of the games, just uh, off the top, some of the intrigue we start today on the NFL Network. The first game, I love how all four, uh, excuse me, this is the ESPN game. This is Bills and Texans. A Really, I think, an underrated matchup between the thrilling Deshaun Watson and the rugged Jared Allen. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I, the Bills and the way they play defense – Oh my God. I, I I think I think they're alive, man. I think this defense and what they've done and that with Andy with uh Sean McDermott and what he's done, mm-hmm. I think they're alive, man. I think they got a good shot. I love Deshaun Watson, but you know, again, he's down the hide, his O line is still banged up, not protecting good enough. I think they're in danger here. Again. Well,
4: well, it would leave you reasons to believe that since the Bills have a high efficiency uh, pass defense, especially their ability to pressure the quarterback, that the Texans are going to want to run the ball and have a heavy run packet package. And I-, I think that I think both teams are going to have a heavy run package to keep. Yeah, the I, mean, listen, I mean, listen, like, I mean, you
3: know, they like to run Josh Allen. So yeah, yeah, exactly. they like to run him. So he had 500 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Right. So they're going to employ a lot. They're going to want to play ball control. Yeah, that's how Houston's going to want. To, that's how Buffalo's going to want to do it. Houston it's, needs I think, yeah. And and but you know, here's what I wonder. I wonder about the the big plays. Can listen. I love Watson. Watson. It, he is just utterly dangerous when he's got the ball and he's on the move and he can create like no other. Can they? Two things. Can the Houston defense hold up and can the Houston offensive line hold up? You answer me those questions. Well, okay. if the answer is yes, then Houston wins.
4: I, I will say this. I, I think that can the Houston offensive line hold up? If they have to, if they get fall behind, they have to pass the ball heavily. They're, they're probably not. They're, they won't be able to hold up. And, and I think when you look at the ability for Houston to be able to stretch the field, I think it's got to come down to Will Fuller and his ability to play. Because I, I do think that DeAndre Hopkins will be taken taken away by Tre'Davious White. I do think that's a matchup. I mean, White will travel around and follow Hopkins everywhere around. And I think it was going, he's going to make it very hard for Deshaun Watson to want to try to get Hopkins the ball with White on him. Uh, so I think that's why Fuller is going to have to come in big and they're going to have to have other receivers stretch the field. And they don't really have a ton of it. And they can't really do a whole lot with the passing game because you, you mentioned the offensive line. So I think that's a, a big part of it. But I think one of the, uh, the think that some that you don't take in consideration when you try to look at these teams statistically where they've been. Well, Houston's defensive secondary has been heavily marred with injuries, uh, and they're still pretty banged up. But I just have a feeling that J.J. Watt is going to be one of those forces, like an Aaron Donald today, that that yeah, that, that you've seen him take over yeah. games. Right. And really have to account for. Now, I I do believe Buffalo interior three are pretty solid. But when you take in consideration how much disruption J.J. Watt can have, and then of course the, the the other defenders out there, Wiley and stuff like that, um, I, I think that they have a potential to really harass Allen. And if they're able to take that run game away and make Buffalo one dimensional, that's that what falls in their favor. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I just
3: I have my I, I I don't know am I wrong about this, but I have my my reservations about that Houston defense. Period.
4: Well, again, you have to take consideration. They were without uh, they were without JJ for what seven weeks, six seven weeks, and they weren't they weren't the same uh, that they were. I mean, look, they gave up Clowney, they moved on from him. Obviously, and he wasn't really doing what he's doing in Seattle uh, down there in Houston. He, he's a different man. But without JJ, they were definitely a different team. Uh, and there were times where Deshaun Watson had to find you know figure out how to to to, to play and and find ways to win and he was able to do it by being great, but you know, this is a different defense he's going up against. And for Josh Allen, look, he struggled uh against zone more than man. And I think that because of the injuries that um Houston has had in the secondary, they can't play a lot of man to man coverage. They can do a mm-hmm. lot of combination coverages, which can make sort of pull Josh and make them confused a little bit, but they, they can't they're gonna be more zone than man, in my opinion. Yeah, remember, there's not a uh, it's not exactly complex that offense. Whose? Bills. No, 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 no. No, they're gonna run between the tackles. Yeah. And but they've got the speed to stretch the field too, you know, with their with their receivers. But no, no, they're it's it's not complex. Yeah, I you know I No, you know what? You're I I can honestly see and I have no problem with saying that I think, I think Buffalo wins this game.
3: Okay, yeah, because I, 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 I love Buffalo in this game. But
4: it's, but it's a rarity to see two wild card teams traveling win because I do think that I do, I do think that the Patriots go down too.
3: All right, well, let's get to that moment right now: the Patriots and Tennessee. Now, when you look at the Titans, they have. You're right when you talk about their defense, and you're right when you talk about. How they're built. I still can't believe that Ryan Tannehill, and he has looked fantastic, but I can't believe that Tannehill is going to be the difference that he's going to beat New England. Like you gonna tell me, Ryan Tannehill is going to go in, and let's and let's go back. Right, he came in and he crushed the he crushed the Jack. Uh, Wait, did he was, he was? let's start off, let's go through their season, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. And he's had a marvelous year, just a marvelous year. Let's pick it up in November, on November the 10th. Okay. It's when they beat the Chiefs. hmm 35-32. An incredible, Tannehill throws a 23-yard touchdown pass to Humphreys. With twenty three seconds to go. Clutch. Henry runs for one eighty eight and Titans they beat the Chiefs thirty five thirty two. Then they come back, they drill the, the Jaguars mm-hmm. forty two to twenty. Right? Forty two mm-hmm. to twenty. Tannehill throws how about this numbers? Fourteen for eighteen. That's it. 259 off of 14 completions. Two touchdowns for Tannehill. Colts in Indy. They roll again, 31 17. Again, Henry, Buck 49 on the ground. Tannehill playing game manager in this one. Titans beat the Colts on the road. You saw this game in Oakland where Tannehill throws for 391 and three touchdowns and the Titans beat the Raiders 42-21. to You called
5: mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: What did you see in that game? I saw the, the, the Texans keep the Raiders on their heels. When the Raiders thought they were going to run, the Texans passed. And when the Raiders thought it was a passing situation, they ran the ball. I mean, I, I saw a very good, coached game, well coached game. And more importantly, as far as execution goes, because Derrick Henry had, um, did something to his hamstring or his whatever it was, didn't really finish the game the way he had started. It was a different one. But I did see Tannehill on this progression of 12 games earn the starting quarterback job for the future of the Tennessee Titans right now. That's what I saw. Yeah. And, and he's, look, I'm, the, the one think error that Miami had when they, what they tried to do with him is they tried to make him sort of a spread the ball around passing quarterback. To me, that's not his strength. His strength is having a run game, working play action. He has the ability to stretch the field. He has the arm to do it. And they've yeah. had the receivers with AJ Brown and others to, to be able to do it. But they, but, but that's not, he's not a spread. All, he's not a, a Tom Brady throw the ball around, you know, find the slot, go to the tight end. That, that's not him. He is a a good game manager. And if you have him throwing, in my opinion, 20 times or less attempted passes, they're successful. I agree. They win, they win games. And and so, and I think that they can do that because here's what I do think is going to happen. Belichick, as he's always done, what's he, he's known for as being a defensive wizard is taking the uh, opposing offensive strength away. The opposing offensive strength going to take Henry away. You're going to take Henry away. And force Tannehill to beat you. And I think Tannehill had, they'll have enough offense. It's not saying it's going to be a shootout, a high scoring game because the Tennessee, def, Tennessee defense can play. Uh, but this is a game that I, I think because you're limited to weapons, you'll find a way that Tannehill finds a way to win the, to beat the Patriots. Wow. I think Nikhil Harry is a big game. Per, well, I mean, is Jackson the Dory Jackson going to be playing? Because I know he'll, they'll put on him on him, and they'll put you know Gilmore and AJ Brown. So he'll try to take your best assets away with your best defenders. Yeah, I hear you. So I
3: I'm hear you. The yeah, game. yeah. I I just think uh, I you know I can't.
5: <laughs>
3: are they I can't. Are they going to lose at home on the weekend?
4: Oh, that's. A, I, mean, I mean, you they, know. They've not gone to the Super Bowl when they had to go through the wild card, so you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know. But this ain't Baltimore.
4: You know what I'm saying? No, no it's not Baltimore. It ain't not Baltimore. But you got it a pretty you got a pretty high Tennessee Titan team coming in there that's uh that's playing. Yeah, some pretty good football, I hear you, huh? bro. I listen, I you
5: know it's
3: it's, <laughs> it's a sharp play. I no no doubt. It's, it's sharp, man. I you know, I could see it. You know, you could see Henry. Yep. You know, chugging, and and you could see China Hill play action down the field. Because you, know? you know we've seen
4: this formula once before a couple of years ago. What well, was the AFC Championship game is a little different, but a couple of years ago when when Jacksonville came in and they had that run game, they yeah. had that defense, yeah, they had a quarterback yeah. that was yeah. playing well enough. And and look, it was, it was a different situation because it's AFC Championship game, and and we know how tough it is, uh, yeah. especially for New England to play at home. They had more offense back then than they do now. Um, yeah. So I definitely get it. Um, And that's probably the reason why the line was only five and not more. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But either way it goes, I'm still taking time to see what the points. Actually, wow. I'm calling it outright. I say outright win. You're saying outright. Look outright. at
3: this. The big link talking outright. Wow. We're the fellas. He's big of Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports
1: Radio.
0: And even... Checkout's not
2: until 4, so...
0: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
4: Fox Sports Radio. This segment is brought to you by Discover. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cashback you earn at the end of your first year, no matter how much you, how much is the limit. With no limit to how much it actually matches is a better way of saying it. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Discover cashback match. Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. He's Anthony Gargan. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. And uh, we're sitting here chatting a little playoff. Hollywood. To get, you ready. get you ready for the Saturday. And so, uh, does hey, it's, hey, it, it's, hey. uh, <laughs> what you're trying to what say? you got to say? <laughs> It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one, man. I do know that.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be a great day today. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue to break down mm-hmm. a- in a moment, but let's look at the big news in the NFL, which is the coaching jobs, and uh, let's examine and focus in on the two jobs in the NFC East. We had talked about what happens if the Cowboys move on. Well, they move on from Garrett, so now. Who does Jerry go after, and what did the Giants do? Now we talked about Matt Rule, and we have said we have speculated for months. We know Matt well; um, he's a hell of a coach, a great guy, a really smart, smart guy. Love him, and um, you know he's been when you were out. He co-hosted the show with us, right? Uh, yeah, that it was uh, over the summer, mm-hmm. and so you know it, it, he's that kind of guy. Right Now, um, Gettleman could be an issue in New York. Now, th- I will say this, that New York's his dream job. He grew up in Manhattan. Right. Uh, he was a walk-on to Penn State. His father's there, and he goes back from State College. He was in Manhattan. He then goes to um, Temple, and then after Temple, he goes to the Giants for a year, mm-hmm. and then he comes back to Temple. He runs the program. He... Uh, he Raises the program to ridiculous, lofty heights. They almost beat Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. Would have, not for a drop pass. They uh, they won a conference uh, title in the American Athletic Association, and they, they're just a, you know he just does a great job. He goes to Baylor and resuscitates a a, a situation that was awful. It was just rampant, rampant sexual assault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the program was just in, in dire straits, and, and he goes in and turns it around in three years. Mm-hmm. They're they're a one-loss team. I mean, it's absurd right. what he's done. Um, that said, I do know he's an NFL guy. He's always wanted mm-hmm. to go to the NFL, as much as he loves college, I think. And the idea of coaching in your hometown, particularly he's an East Coast guy, he's got a home at the Jersey Shore, Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff's attractive, man. And his wife, I know, who's a sweetheart. You know, they're East Coast people, yeah. and it's it's hard. You know, it's hard. Like, think yeah. he's in Waco right now, so it's a bit of a culture shock. Uh, I'll ask you: Would you go to the Giants? Now, let's examine the Giants for a second. So, you know, Gettleman's there, right? You also know you got Daniel Jones. Now, how do you feel about Daniel Jones?
4: I, I still I, I think it's possible. I thought you saw some bright spots from him. So if he's your quarterback of the future and you're taking him, I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. I also know this, that um when you look at the draft order, I think what the Giants are will pick fourth. So they'll be able – I mean, look, they've got plenty of holes. But you asked me this question earlier, and you said, of all the vacancies, where do I see a person like Coach Rule at? If I had my druthers – I wouldn't take the Cowboys or the Giants job. I would go after Carolina because I just think you're going to have a headache that's going to sit over and Michael. Manage you. I, I, I mean, the Giants job might be a dream job, dream job if Gettleman wasn't there. I I I I firmly believe that because this is the type of general manager for me over the last couple of years who's tried to justify his picks by sticking out his chest when they've done well and defending him, you know, in, in the press or whatever. When they when they've struggled, and I don't necessarily think you do that. I think I like Saquon Barkley. I mean, I like some. They've got to figure out this offensive line. They've got a lot of holes. They've got to figure out. So I need to have a general manager who knows me and I feel comfortable with. It. And I just don't think that's an ideal situation in New York. And I also don't think it's a, it's an ideal situation in Dallas because I don't think you have any control over the management in Dallas. And so I would not so want I, my first job yeah. to be there. You know, it's funny. I mean.
3: You make great points. I mean, as much as it's a dream to go back to New York, you know, I, I, I look at that roster and I love Barkley too. Yeah, but you know, I'm not wearing anything with just a running back. No, I don't know about Daniel Jones. I know that offensive line has got a lot of holes. You
4: got to get. I mean, what do I sandwich. really have? I got Evan Ingram, who's always hurt. Uh, that's just it. I mean, there's there's. A, I had there's... nothing on defense. And you, and you've trimmed all the fat by getting away, giving away from, you know, Janoris Tinkins and snacks. And I I thought that was a mistake, um, when they let him go to Detroit. But, you know, you, you've done things like that over the past couple of years and this is a rebuilding process. I think you need to have a formula to where almost your coach and your general manager aren't the same person, but they have to work as one. And I don't think you can do that if you're a new coach coming in that situation. That's a great point.
3: So here's the deal. mm -hmm. Here's what the Giants really need to do, and this is why Matt Rule should not go to New York. The Giants need to go get Cam Newton or somebody like that. The the, the rebuild process, it does not going to work when you have the running back with a couple years of of game action. Mm Mm-hmm like the your best weapon is already now it's like it's like when you get a new car right and the value goes down the minute you leave the lot with running backs you dep- depreciate quickly so you're going to go if you don't like i, I don't know if I, do i believe in daniel jones I I'll be it's honest too, it's, with it's you. It's not
4: enough work. You you have to you have to see more. I mean, you you elevate him the starter, then you bench him, then you bring him back in. You've seen flashes of things going well for him, but that's with, so much
3: okay. of a risk. Like, like listen, if I'm the Giants, of course you're going to stay in Patton. you're going to go with Daniel Jones. But if I'm Matt Rule, I don't want to go hitch my wagon there.
4: That's exactly right.
3: And of course, I, I don't know General about Daniel Manager, Jones. You well, might be. I'm sorry. You might. I'm just saying. You might be better off going with a veteran type of quarterback because you have
4: Barkley and trying to win games that way. And That might vary, but you still have plenty of holes. It's not just a quarterback. There's still a ton of holes. No, I know. I so if know. you come in and you want to be and, – and it's only – look, in this day and age, I think uh, – I do believe that a coach should not wear too many hats. I don't think a, a coach should be a general manager, an offensive coordinator, and all that other stuff. I've said that my my druthers that way. I, I have my reservations towards those types of philosophies. However, I would like the relationship – my ideal of a, of a true relationship is that, uh, Anthony, if you're my general manager and we're coaching the Lynx – and I come in to you and I say, Anthony, I need a shutdown corner to play the left side of the field. As a general manager, I'm expecting you to go out there and find a shutdown corner who can play the left side of the field, who's who's who will not you know, ruin us financially by costing us so much money. You know, someone who, who's a good teammate. This is where I turn it over to your department for you to do what you do. That's one hand shaking the other between a coach and a general manager. Yeah, I agree, but I also think the coach needs a final say. I and, and I and I have no problem with that. That's that's that's. I think that was part of it, which which I was going to finish at. But if you have a general manager so headstrong, and he's like, "Well, you know what? I think it's this like guy's it. best for you." What you you what do you mean? You think he's well? This is the guy we're going with. I think he's best for you. No, you, I, I got to check this guy out. Let me see the film. No, Who are you talking talking I I, I, I completely
3: saying? agree. I completely agree with you. I, I think uh, I, the way I look at it, Andy Reid. Has always done this, where he has a, a guy that's usually a younger dude, right? That's a personnel guy that you know is really sharp mm-hmm. and will push him, but not ultimately he's got final say. Yep, uh, and I think that's what you need. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do. So now, That's why you like, said one well, the best. I, I like is where I Matt. I think Rule is going to be successful. Rule's not going to call plays. Right. He's going to manage the game,
4: and I think that's what a head coach should do.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, all right, let, let's let's go for, Let's go further with this. So the Giants, you go with their roster, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Figgy, F- F- jump in here for a second too, because you're going to be doing some training. Do the Giants excite you from a roster standpoint?
7: No, I think they may have one of the worst rosters in the NFL, top to bottom, from a talent point. And the fact standpoint?
3: that your 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 true talent is a is a running back who's already has a couple years of pounding under his belt,
7: right? And also one of the more diminished positions is just where the NFL is trending right now. Not that he's not an exceptional player, but it doesn't really right. mean a whole lot.
3: Exactly. So, all right. So you're with us here. Now let's look at Dallas. Now, Link, you correctly bring up Jerry, but let's look mm-hmm. at the roster. The roster's good. The roster's got talent, one right? Of the yeah, best the ros- rosters. Yeah, yeah. 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 No the doubt. only thing I'm a little bit Afraid of when it comes to the Cowboys roster is cap. He has a lot of money. Like the running back needs the money. The receiver got way too. Amari Cooper got way too much money.
4: Well, so I'm a movie. Movie. They haven't renewed his contract. Well, they,
7: haven't yeah, they haven't signed well, him back yet. He's but, still an original quarterback. I mean, an original he, contract from the No,
3: he's going to get paid, and he's going to want to get paid. I don't pay him. Okay. Well, the he decision comes between him and Dak. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can't pay both. Okay, so yeah. I was wrong. I thought that they had already decided that he was going to get his money.
7: Well, they're saying that, but, I mean, until there's ink on paper and we actually know what the numbers are. I mean, Stephen Jones has come out and said, hey, we plan on him being here and, and said all the right things, but nothing's been done. And if they were really serious, then why hasn't anything been done?
3: Yeah. So, yeah. 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 All right. So I look at it and I go, they easily have a, the best roster. We know about Jerry. There's something attractive about the Cowboys' job, though. I and mean, Let's face it; it's one of the premier jobs in all of sports.
7: Yeah, you almost need somebody who can safely navigate the relationship between Jerry, you know, and the and the roster. You know, I think, and I think Troy Aikman put it the same way. He says, like, when you know, Jimmy was always the conduit between us and Jerry. Mm-hmm. He 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 said that Jerry never had any contact with the locker room or the players the entire time that he was there. He said it was right. always Jimmy talk to the players and Jimmy talked to Jerry. And that's how it went. Um, Now Jerry's obviously much deeper into his tenure as the owner than he, now than he was back then uh, and has a little bit more, you know, juice or gumption, whatever word you want to use. But he was willing to take the reins back a little bit when he brought in Parcells for a little bit. Is there a name out there like that, like a Parcells, who would garner that sort of respect and attention to where he can tell Jerry, no, back up. This is my team. Let me have it. I don't know if there's a name out there right now. Currently. Urban Meyer, no. I don't know because Urban hasn't done it at the pro level yet. Exactly. Urban's yeah, had it. control.
3: Yeah, but he's still – You he, know, he, I mean, the the Urban Meyer Urban Meyer. I mean, yeah. but, but, it's but like Nick C- Nick Saban hasn't done the pro level either. But you know, but
4: but here's 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 the thing that that you've seen, and of course, it hasn't happened since 2007. So it's really hard to say how it would be. But just the overall ominous presence of Jerry Jones in the National Football League, I leads, I think, leads a level of intimidation, especially a college coach coming into a pro situation, or anybody coming in to coach the Dallas Cowboys will have an issue with. Fair, I mean, no, it, yeah, it, you guys, it's, it's good points. Yeah, if you're if you're a first time coach, and Parcells wasn't, Parcells had been through New York, he'd been through the the grind, he knew it. You're you're coming to the Dallas Cowboys, you're starstruck, no pun intended the moment you step into that building everything is in all and you're looking at that roster you're salivating but then you got yeah. the big bad man who's overwatching you who's going to tell you this is our quarterback these are our receivers and you, this yeah. is what you're dealing with and and i worked for a man like that once upon a time his name was al davis yeah and may he rest in peace because i love him to death but al davis came down and he he thought in all honesty if i put the best team if i put the best roster out there I can have a five-year-old coach him to win. Yeah, yeah.
7: And by the way, he's one of Jerry's biggest influences. Was Al Davis? He looked Absolutely. up. He looked at Al as a father, father figure, and so he treats the franchise the exact same way. That's a good point, Link. He doesn't pay his coaches that much either, outside of Parcells. And look at his track record: Dave Campo, um, you know, Wade Phillips, you know, Jason Garrett, you know, outside of Parcells, That's why really he hasn't won exactly yeah. because yeah. He, to to Link's point does does really put a lot of emphasis on the importance of the head coaching position.
3: All right, so let me ask you this. This is crazy. What if there's only one guy that I see that's out there? He's not available. However, he is theoretically gettable. And there's only one man that I think would have enough cachet that could back Jerry up.
4: You want to take a guess? I have no idea. I thought you were teasing it for after trending. So did I.
7: <laughs> I was like, that's a radio professional right there. No doubt. I was like, no, no. that's what's why trending, Biggie. <laughs> oh, what's trending? Well, we have the Lakers with a victory on Friday night in the NBA over the Pelicans. Anthony Davis facing his former squad yet again and has another big night. 46 points, 13 rebounds. The Lakers do get the victory 123 to 113. LA has won four games in a row. The Pelicans were on a four game game win streak before having that snapped. Suns got 38 points from Devin Booker. They beat the Knicks 120-112. to The Rockets with a victory over the Sixers 118-108. to James Harden with a triple-double. Philadelphia 76ers have lost four games in a row. The Orlando Magic with a blowout victory over the Heat 105-85. to Miami scored just Six points in the fourth quarter. Celtics with a 109 to 106 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. As Boston had six players scoring double figures, Damian Lillard had 35 points. Hassan Whiteside 23 points, 21 rebounds, and five block shots as Portland beat the Wiz- beat the Wizards 122 to 103. Blazers snapping a five-game losing streak and an upset in college basketball as Wisconsin improves to 9-5. and They notch a 61-57 to victory over fifth-ranked Ohio State. And in the NFL slash NCAA news, some football declarations into the NFL draft. Yeah, Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor and Georgia running back DeAndre Swift declaring for the draft, as well as Ohio State All-American defensive end Chase Young, all of them declaring for this upcoming April's NFL draft. Fellas, back to you. Thank you, Fig.
3: We are the fellas coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com for a free rate quote. So, Big Link, who is that guy?
4: Who's the guy? I don't know. I'm in suspense. Can't wait to hear. Sean Payton's the guy. He's been there before with Dallas. yeah. You'd have to trade for him.
3: You know, I mean, he's just re upped. But there's always been speculation that he would go back to Dallas. He's got a house in Dallas. The whole thing. I mean, do you try to
4: trade for him and be done with it? Yeah, but I mean, Let's he would take the Sean, ransom because New Orleans won. Like Teddy Bridgewater, New Orleans isn't giving up Sean Payton. Not if you want to win, you continue winning. Not much. That's well, why it's going to cost you a pick. Uh, yeah. Couple of picks and then some cash and everything else. Right. Yeah. That's that, be the first you know, time. Yeah, it, it's an interesting philosophy. I mean, it's just, I honestly feel that there are a lot of coaches, especially on, on any level, that look at the Cowboys' job as being a dream come true because obviously it's the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, one of the hallmarks of professional sports in this country. But in my mind, If I'm in a coaching position, I'm playing back several scenarios or several things that happen over time. Like I remember when Jerry Jones came out and said about Wade Phillips, he's just our coach until we get Jason Garrett ready. And I used to think to myself, how can you say that at a press conference about your head coach and expect him to be successful or want to, you know, want to work for you? I mean, I just, it's almost like a dead coach walking, but there have been several situations like that. And then when you look at this year, with the amount of talent that they had on that roster. You know, from top to bottom. Oh, they should have been they should have been hosting playoff games. They should have been playing for whatever reason. They just mismanaged it. Now, if you're a coach and you're in the NFL or you're an assistant coach in the NFL and you're, you you want to make, you know, you want to make your way, it's so tantalizing of a job. It's so enticing of a job to look at with that roster. Oh, you got the, you know, everything's going. Yeah, they might have some cap issues in the future, but right now they're ready to win right now. I can really make a name for myself. You win with that team, where does it put you? But then you have that that ominous figure overlooking on the top and it's not going anywhere for any time soon. Though several people have said over the last couple of years in court and one of his Hall of Fame quarterbacks, he needs to take a back seat and needs to get away from there. And, and, and Troy Aikman still hasn't changed and it won't change. It's such a difficult position to be in. Yeah, you're you're right on, but
3: here's the other problem: is that you brought up Carolina, which I agree with you is a good job. The only problem is your best player again is a running back, who, by the way, talking about mileage. I mean, the guy, the guy's killing it, right? Every player, yeah, yeah no doubt. If you look at McCaffrey as much as he's put on, yeah, you know, weight, and he's been a beast, and he's an amazing talent, you know. You got no. I don't believe in Newton. So no. Okay. You're well, here's the thing.
4: If you want to move on from Newton, I think that you're in a great position because the draft. Look, Carolina is going to get the seventh pick, and I firmly believe that when you look at the draft order, yes, the Bengals are going to take a quarterback, but the Redskins won't draft a quarterback. It's probably unlikely the Lions go after a quarterback at number three. We know the Giants aren't going to go after a quarterback. Dolphins, Chargers, and Panthers are the next picks. Dolphins with five, Chargers with six, Panthers with seven. All of them are going to go for a quarterback with the quarterback class that they're projecting right now. You're still in a pretty good position to take a quarterback with your first pick and probably be on the upscale. If you, so if you get a new coach and there's somebody that you like, you can either make a move to jump up ahead, maybe the Dolphins around trade picks with the Giants. Cause like I said, you know, they're not going to go after a quarterback. You could probably, you know, lobby that. It's not that high of a jump from oh, are seven. Are we to sure four. Washington's not going after a quarterback? I'm pretty sure why the Redskins won't go after a quarterback. I'm pretty sure with the way Rivera talked I mean, about him. I know. I, I, I got to tell you, though. I don't believe in Haskins a little bit. Well, I, look, I just don't think that he had enough uh, work, even on Ohio State. There should He should have went back for another year, and he was thrown to the dogs too early. I'm not saying it can't be resolved, but uh, and, 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 and can't, the problem, issues can't be fixed. You did see some flashes, like Daniel Jones this year, it's too hard to to really step out, but I don't think you pick another first round quarterback when you did when you picked him last year. I don't know, man. I don't believe in him. <laughs> that wasn't my pick either,
3: right? You know what I mean? If you go, hey, hey not my pick. I'm but going. But here's the thing.
4: Here's what you have to think about on the other side. One, if you don't believe him, who are you going to go with? And two, are you you're going to be stacked with two top uh, first round quarterbacks? that you have to pay for. It's going to limit you to be able to do other things. You still have to pay for it. You still have to pay for Haskins for another 2 years before you use that first round option or or don't use it. Yeah, but he's not getting paid. It's not like it's No, 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 I'm effort. not saying big money, but it's still guaranteed money with, uh, yeah, well, I, with that I mean, quite thing. frankly,
3: I, you know, I I mean, I just don't I don't Move on. I don't I, I, don't, I, mean, I, I, I don't think you. he's any good. I mean, I just think he's too much of a project. Now I could be I don't know. You get a guru in there. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not around the kid every day. I just, right, just from looking at him, he looks like he just swims. Like he's got, like I don't see anything. But again, you know, got to be a practice these kids. Yeah, but They're what I mean, sick. what I'm
4: thinking is that you know there's probably going to be a quarterback that, that with a decent run game, say a Jake Fromm out of Georgia, like he's shown in Georgia. If you give him a run game, and I know Christian McCaffrey's been beat up, but he's still productive. Give him a run game. You have a solid quarterback who's not necessarily going to go out there and win games him, but he's also not going to lose them. And and that's what the, that's sort of what right. to me what uh Jake Fromm's repertoire is for the next level. Yeah, you know. Jake Fromm doesn't excite me. <laughs> There's only one quarterback that excites you anyways and he's going to the first pick. Yeah. Unless the Bengals blow it. Well, yeah, I mean I can't see them doing that. <laughs> um, is the Bengals.
3: <laughs> if you were Tua, what would you do? I'll tell you what, think about it. We'll discuss his fate, because that also impacts what you're looking at when you talk about the quarterback draft. And I agree with you about Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. We didn't see Mm -hmm. as much as we had hoped this season. We're the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: Lincoln Kennedy. Uh-huh. Known as the LK Man. I'm Anthony Gargano. And Stevie. together we're the fellas. Yeah, I love Stevie. We're brought to you by Discover. Wanna hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash match. So uh, as we look at these jobs with warts, <laughs> Dallas Giants, Carolina, dare we Cleveland. say Cleveland. Oh, my. Now, I, I, you know, who knows what that dude, Jimmy Haslam. I don't know how <laughs> he still has a franchise. Like, if I was the other owners, I'd take it away from him. <laughs> You can't fire five coaches, five GMs, seven years. That's, not, that's just stupid. Right? That's just stupid. True story. True story. And that's why they're a mock. Mm-hmm. Now, you look, look at the big names for a second. Josh McDaniels. Where does he go? He's an Ohio guy. Does he go to Cleveland
4: or does he go to the Giants? See, I, I don't think he leaves. I, I still think that, I still think he's got the marquee to take over the Patriots. And that's why he hasn't taken a job yet. Elsewhere. I, I, I just have a feeling he, he stays. Do you, what do you make of the rumors that Belichick goes to the Giants? I could probably see that. I think Belichick wants a fresh start. I, I, th- or if he wants to continue coaching, I don't know why he would do it, but I think he wants a fresh start. And you obviously know that if it, look, if Belichick goes to the, to, to the Giants and the him, is out, <laughs> you already know that because <laughs> they're not going to be able to see eye to eye. So
3: what, what do you make of the, you know, make, remember earlier with the Brady Belichick unrest between the two?
4: I think that. The way I would see it, Brady created such a relationship with Robert Kraft that, you know, look, Belichick had been trying to prepare a year who's going to, for years for someone to be Brady's successor because he's always wanted to plan for the what-if possibility. And Brady has defended his position by going to Kraft and saying, look, uh, I don't feel comfortable with saying, you know, Garoppolo around or Brissett around or whatever – and those guys are gone elsewhere. And I don't think that was so much of Belichick's cause as it was, I think, Kraft. So that's why I don't think that Brady plays another game or another down in anyone else's any other uniform than than the Patriots, because he will definitely retire a Patriot. Kraft's going to see it that way.
3: And you so you think
4: Belichick takes his son and there's a chance <laughs> he goes to New York? I, I mean, look, I I I think Belichick should all go off into the sunset because he's he's going to go down as the greatest coach in NFL history. You don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah, but he, what's he going
3: to do? That's what he does. Like I can see him doing. I, I a, yeah, I can't. You just see him doing like a five more year stint where he I'm goes. Waiting, I'm
4: waiting for somebody to do like a a, a little pun on. You know, Belichick having a sports talk radio show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> How funny that will be. <laughs> so, well, so let me ask you. If you're Belichick,
3: do you go to the Giants, you bring your son, you say, listen, here's the deal. I'll I'll do three years, and then my son takes
4: over. I could see him doing something like that.
5: I think Would if you, he goes if anywhere, he remains the Giants, in the Northwest. Do you do I mean, Northeast.
4: Do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The Mara family would love a pillar stability like that. Absolutely. Right. But you, you know, you don't know. That. Is Belichick's son
3: Fredo or is he Michael?
4: <laughs> I, I,
3: I got to believe that. I, I, not, yeah. I don't know the dude. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be Michael.
4: I mean, know. I got to believe that what he did, doing things his way in New England, had set a precedent that, really, in all honesty, the coaches that left under his tree. Haven't had a whole lot of success. I mean Vrabel has had some success this year, but look right. at nah, know, it. No, nobody has. Right. It, it hasn't it hasn't really so it's gotta you gotta go with the man. You gotta you gotta put your you put your reliability what in the man himself. Is Belichick. Vrabel
3: gonna beat Belichick today?
4: I think so. I think it's over for no. Wow, I don't think man. they have enough to go forward. I'll put it this way. If they lose today, then he is leaving. Really? See, I never I never even thought about it. he'd be done, but I can't imagine they go out. They go out
3: early like that. And yeah. He sticks around. But it's got to be the end if that's the case. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, that's us, fellas on Fox. The big L K. Uh huh. H O F.
4: How are the L K cigars doing, my friend? Well, you know, we're taking a little back seat now. The off season's here officially. Here I can dedicate to my new blend. Um, but uh, but you know, they're, they're doing all right. Don't all, right. all, right, all right. All right. Make sure. LK no. dot com. No. Yeah.
3: You know. I feel you, brother. Uh we come to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios fifteen minutes. Could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Just go to Geico dot com and get yourself a free rate quote. It's wild card weekend, baby. Yes. And it is. Uh, it's a big one. We just, we've talked a lot about Buffalo and Houston and New England and Tennessee, and we'll get back to it. But let's take a gander at tomorrow's game right here on Fox. You'll have the early game is Minnesota at New Orleans. Of course, it is the Minnesota Miracle Rematch. The Minnesota Miracle. (laughs) It is the Saints involved with yet again the pass interference. How in the world can that be? Dalvin Cook will return from Minnesota. They looked rather sickly over the last couple weeks. We saw them on Monday night at home struggle against the Packers. The Packers really just dismantled Minnesota without Dalvin Cook. Once again, we saw Kirk Cousins melt right on the field, turn into a puddle. (laughs) Now, you know, I don't see how this game is not Saints.
4: Yeah, yeah. You too. I, I yeah. The thing is, is that uh, I mean, what what is the latest that, that you heard on Dalvin Cook? Because I've heard heard some mixed results. Is he, he, I know he's. Gonna I hear he's going yeah, mean, to play. that's what yeah, I read. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's what, what I inside read. Inside information there. That's what I read. And he's going to well, play. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I saw them. They were totally a a non. Function really true of a fun, non-functional team without him Um and you ask Kirk Cousins to pull the trigger and to put you over the top and, and it has not happened so he's one of those guys that there's times I've seen flashes out of him uh, but there's been a level of inconsistency that I don't know how much longer you can stand behind if you're the Minnesota Vikings that being said I really honestly feel this is New Orleans year. Out uh, of the NFC. I think this is a year where they make it, they really make it challenging. And you know, whether it's through San Francisco or whomever they got to go through when it's all said and done, uh, I, I think New Orleans wins this first game against Minnesota at home.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I, I think you're right. Um, but you think, wait a second, you think New Orleans wins the first game mm-hmm.
4: at home? Yeah, yeah. You think Minnesota uh, wins? No, no, I think oh, okay. Saints. I don't
3: okay. understand. We were talking about it earlier uh, with our friend. Uh, Jonas Knox, who thinks mm-hmm. that Minnesota's Minnesota wins it. Minnesota wins
5: it. Yeah.
3: And I, I, I just I keep coming back to it. I I, I don't say it. Michael Thomas, the beast now. I mean, just, yeah. you know, forget about it. Kamara. Uh, I mean, the rushing attack. Sean Payton. Is Sean Payton going to lose at home? to Zimmer?
4: I don't think so. I don't think so. Either.
3: I don't think so. I, you know, I, I look at that matchup as well. I, uh, to me it's Scream Saints. I just don't see you know, the whole thing. Cousins going out, dual breeze. I'm not saying it's a route, but I I don't I don't give Minnesota much of a chance. Right. I don't think they're playing good football. I mean I you know, I, I also think I like Kevin Stefanski a lot. He's the offense coordinator for the Vikings. Um, but I think he's someone hamstrung
4: from Zimmer, who just does not like to throw the ball. Well, I think you've got a quarterback who's afraid to pull the trigger. I mean, we think about, you, you know, we talked about Dallas extensively. Is that because last the hour. head coach is, is high, you know, got kind of a head over shoulder, always uh, looking I, at I him. don't, I don't, I don't know. I know they want to be run first. I get it. But look, when you have Randolph at tight end, you have, uh, or Smith Jr. at tight end, and then you talk about Diggs and Thielen. I mean, you've got,
3: you got weapons. weapons.
4: And I don't know why they don't open it up more or why the quarterback the doesn't feel well, I don't know why the quarterback doesn't feel compelled to where he can do more. Because I think a lot of it falls on Kirk Cuttons. I do. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Yeah. I mean I you know, listen, I hear you. I, I think you're you know, he's I, I like I fear him. Like if he's my quarterback,
4: I'm nervous. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way. You know, you think about somebody, especially the amount of resources they committed to him because, like I said, there were times where Kurt looked like he could get it done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm not saying all those, you know, those they talk about the Monday night football or the prime time, he's owing forever. I'm not saying that's all his fault. But coming into the season, I thought Minnesota was a true threat to take the North. And to be a, a a a hard out, especially if they had any sort of home field advantage. The way they played towards the end of the season, I no longer feel that way. Yeah, I hear you, man.
3: Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. You know, um, to, to to digress just for a moment because uh, I'm looking at a news feed, and we know a lot
4: about. Uh, Fires, brush fires in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Do you see what's going on in Australia? Oh, yeah, I saw a little bit pieces of it yesterday.
3: Yeah. Wow, my heart's go after to those poor people. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, that like nothing scares me like that, right? Fires scare me more than anything. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. man. You know what I mean? And it's summer, when you talk it's about natural disaster, me, so. yeah, yeah. uh uh, you know fires i'm out god forbid uh i just digress for a moment uh I, i i gotta ask you because i i'm pretty close to the eagles as you know and i look at seattle and i see a seattle team that is not the team that came into Lincoln Financial Field on November the fourteenth and won right. against the Eagles seventeen to nine. I look at the Seattle team, and I thought they they gave it they they played their hearts out. Oh, absolutely! Sunday night against San Francisco, played their hearts out. I mean, it's a shame because they got screwed because of the pass interference. Oh yeah, big time. And you know, Hollister's all he's got to do is put the. It's just lunged the ball over, and he's got a touchdown. So you know they were that close. I I think a game like that with a team that has issues up front on defense with injury, I think that's almost like a killer. Like now they gotta go travel back to Philadelphia. Uh, if the Eagles are hot, I, I just smell an Eagles win in it. And quite frankly, you're going to laugh at me. And you know me. I'll, 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 I'll give you how I feel, how I say it. Uh, I see an Eagles double-digit win. Ooh.
4: Yeah. I'm not going to go that far.
3: But I do say this. And I don't give I, I think, you because I know that team. No. I no. told you the Cowboys would d- yeah. drill them. Yeah. Uh, the first time they played I thought the mm-hmm. Eagles would win the second time I thought Minnesota would drill them and you know I could so I can read this team I, and I think the Eagles are playing good football and I I just look at them and go
4: the matchup to me favors the Eagles. I think they're all team's favorite. I think there's a couple things that I take in consideration. Um, one, the fact that they're at home which is good for them it's sort of a little bit of a sigh of relief but the Eagles have played pressure football for the last month. With any, with any game, any one of those games in December have gone south, they, they wouldn't be in the position they are in now. Um, I like the fact that they've come together over the past couple of weeks. I've appreciated and respected that. I do feel, I do agree with you when I think that you, this is not the same Seattle team and they are beat up. The issues, that, and the reason why I don't say it's going to be a double digit win for the Eagles is because of this, because I think with the Eagles offensive line game, uh, struggles, I think Jadavian Clowney has a big game. And I think defense, the Seahawks' defense finds a way to keep it close, but I still believe the Eagles are going to win.
3: You think Clowney has a big game,
4: really? Yeah, yep. he has. Had, he has been a disappointment. He's also banged up. He's been banged up. I think, but I think he has a big game today. I think there was. I mean, the the game that he had against San Francisco the first time they played, he was a beast. He was a terror. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was has, a wrecking machine. Showed up the last month. Well, he's been hurt. Yeah, but even before that, like he was, you know, okay. They, I hope they have a game of a plan flash for him. Guy. Yeah. I hope they have a game plan for him.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I think there are issues with the Eagles' offensive line. The right side, no Brandon Brooks, who was a, a pro bowler, and uh, Lane Johnson's probably not going to play. He's got a high ankle sprain. So, but I mean, you know, like, I like
4: the Eagles' chances. I do. I, I think the Eagles are are, are are here to win, and I know that Russell Wilson has not lost to the Eagles. Um, but at the same point, this is a different team, and the and the Seahawks play. They're playing better on the road than they are. They have in the past, but this is a different team. They just do not have the bite that they do, and I think they played off of emotion as much as possible uh, last week against San Francisco, and just came up a tad bit short. And I don't think it's gonna be the same thing for this uh, this team traveling back east.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Um I really do. All right, six one zero six excuse me. Um <laughs> let's do I'm just about to do my local number. Uh let's do this for a second. I, I want to come back, take a quick raspment. I wanna come back, I wanna look at Clemson and I wanna look at LSU. And this great matchup between two young good quarterbacks. Also, Lincoln, is Tua going to come back? Would you, would you advise Tua to declare or go back to Alabama? So we'll look at a little college next. And then uh, back to the wild card weekend that's upon us. The fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio.
7: well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a
0: shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
3: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
4: The fellas, and I've got some great news. There's a quick way that you can save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15 percent or more on car insurance. So go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. And I man, right there is Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. We're having a little fun talking college football. And we're about to talk about the national championship match, match matchup between LSU and Clemson. But at first, I want to address uh, the question that Anthony threw out about Tua. Um, yeah, before you, you do know, that, I got, I got a well, question for you. Another question?
3: Yeah. Okay. And more advice. More advice. Because you coach the yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. So I coach. Um, so I coach baseball, and today is our first basketball game, right? So I coach their. Now these are first and second graders. Okay. So now last <laughs> night, I, so I, I will tell you that last night my oldest fourth grader had a practice last night, and like I I. I have trouble sitting there being quiet we're in practice <laughs> I, I, I I'm like I want to be this guy I know it I don't want to be this guy but I can't shut up I can't oh my can't stop. I'm watching my kid and it's like he is his feet are drilled into the lane right <laughs> and I'm going move. Move, rotate, rotate, rotate! <laughs> like on defense, he's standing there, his hands up, and like hands up, right? He's got his hands up. I'm like, dude, what is it matter? There's nobody near you. Follow the basketball, but rotate to your spot. Like he's a big kid, right? Yeah. yeah. Like rotate, you know, when the ball is on the other side and you're playing. You got to move over to the middle of the lane, of the paint. You got to rotate where the ball – watch the ball rotate, move your feet. It freaked me out. And then on offense, like I I worked with him for two weeks during the break about just simple, right, flashing into the lane, right, getting an Mm -hmm. open spot, flashing to the lane, turn and either take it to the basket or shoot right right i mean obviously right. if you're open if you're not yeah. you know you pass right. like, like right. 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 but like like he doesn't shoot so i'm trying to get him to the habit of you know like you're big right go into the post you know find a little crease a little cavity right get the ball Turn and shoot it, and I work with him like like every day. Where he was off from school. Come on, what are we gonna do? Flash that, flash in the paint. Yeah, it's flash. Turns shoot. What's he doing last night in practice? He's setting up. Like he he looks up the the the, the, the backboards in front of him. That's how deep he is. Mm-hmm. And I I'm like, dude. Like mid post, i will try to explain to him. Like mid post, like the halfway up is mid, right? Like I admit, the whole thing, and he just they don't. And then the coaches are like, and "I'm and all I want to do is like, dude, tell him not to set up so low.
4: He's useless. He's under the basket. Have you showed him the blocks? Have you showed him the boxes? Dude, every arm- day, dude. Every day. <laughs> you know, you, you know the thing about little My Anna, God. That- and you've known this for a while. He's he's really not as into sports as you would like him to be. I don't think it, from the stories that you tell. Now Moss is different, but Anson. Yes, not it's true. Him. But like the frustration comes in. Like he te- like he wants to play.
3: He's got like a Bob bi- Tarzan type body.
4: Yeah. With a you know you're better off working with the other kids more extensively and having the other coach work with your son and yeah. working at. I mean, that's what you are better off doing. I mean, because you can relay the information to the coaches, and they'll. It's been my experience that the the parent to child advice is not as uh, does not sink in as quickly as if it comes from someone else and the parents observing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then I got the other one. And listen, I am not one of these parents. I just want all I care about
3: is you, you want to play the game. Like I don't care. You don't play, don't play. Like you don't want to play. I whatever. Whatever you like to do, I'll, I'll support you. But if you want to play, I, I want you to learn the game. I'm not asking. I don't care if you're good. I just I want you to it. learn the game. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so now I got the first graders and the second graders. Mm-hmm. So now I, there's one kid on my team who's actually really good. Mm-hmm. However, he believes he's LeBron. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, we, no. Like we don't shoot. Like my man, my man comes down. And he starts jacking up shots from half court. <laughs> I'm going like threes. I'm like, no, we no, we, we're not shooting threes yet. Yeah. You got to work the ball down low. You got to work the ball a little bit. Get with crossover, kids. I'm like, no, we're not doing that.
4: That's my well, day. You know, you know, a that's the day ago. that awaits me. Yeah, until, you know a couple until weeks until ago, he me to walk that Moss- our weekend. You told me that Ma said that, you know, they're not very good. And so, you know, Dad, I'll give it my all. But he also said it was not very good as a, as a team. So Yeah, well, really yeah. Mi-
3: yeah, he, he yeah. Mr. <laughs> Another one thinks he's Jordan. Like, dude, you stink. All right? Learn the game and shut up.
5: Oh, Shut man, up. I love it. Shut I love up.
3: It. I love it. Fun times. Oh, my God. I just want to go sit and watch football. <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. Punt. It is like herding cats. All right, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Enough of you guys out there, you know what I'm talking about with youth sports. Let's uh, talk about Tua for a second. Let's talk about big-time college sports. If uh, you're advising Tua, do you advise him to return or go to the NFL? Because I want to tell you, I think he's not ready. I don't think he's ready yet, but I'm curious what you think.
4: You know, until the injury, he was projected to be a top five pick. And depending, of course, you know, it was Herbert, then Burroughs comes on the scene, and, and next thing you know, it's just in the haywire. I honestly I honestly feel that because the decision has not already been made that he's going to go back to Alabama. And I don't have a problem with that. I think that if he goes back to Alabama, Alabama's going to probably utilize its quarterback system. They don't need to see anything out of Tua in order to be successful. They have enough stars around them. This is still going to be a good football team. Um, but Tua can actually showcase to the NFL that he's capable of playing. Now, a lot of people out there, because I've had this conversation all week with a number of people, a lot of people think that, oh, no, you got to take it, you got to go, he'll still be a high draft choice. No, there's no guarantee that he's going to be a high draft choice. Um, I think that there are probably a lot of scouts out there because they don't know the extent on the, the hip injury or how he's going to come back, that if you use a top 10 pick, and there's only one team in the top 10 picking the, the way the draft order is right now, that I think Tua could go to be safe and then it would actually work out well. And that's the Chargers because they have Tyrod Taylor. So they don't have to be forced because I don't think Rivers comes back. I think Tyrod can play a year. He's manageable with a year with that running game and that defense. And then they could, they could draft him. Um, I think they pick seven. I think you would have to help me out. I don't have it up in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's seven or eight or somewhere around there. But I think the Chargers will be the only person only team in the first round who need a quarterback That's that I think him have a project yeah. make a project. I think if he goes back, and I know that you've got um uh, um Chargers are picking six. Oh six, okay. So I think if he goes back, shows that he can play on the college level, I think he'll be, you know, second quarterback taken off the board.
3: Huh. You think I I, I agree with you. I think he needs to go back. I, I I don't think he's ready yet at all. Well, I, I, mechanics, I do, but
7: Here's the question, guys, though, too. It's, do you come out when you're ready or do you come out when and try to strike when the iron's hot? Because you have a guy who's had a, a history of injuries. The worst one, most devastating one, was this past year. And if you still feel you can be a top ten pick, I mean, who's to say what happens if you come back next year and you have another devastating injury and you fall out of the draft completely? I, like. I, I think
4: my issue, this is, is, and I hear your point, and I totally agree with you, Figgy, and one, but here's the problem, today's NFL, you can't develop players. Yeah. So either you throw them, you, if you, the problem with drafting a quarterback in the top 10, in my opinion, is that you're saying he's ready to play right now. Right. And you're saying to your fan base, we're going to put him in there right now. I don't think he's ready. And even if the injuries, you know, is the extent and they said he'll be ready by spring or whatever, you're really forcing the issue for trying to get him to come back and play, even if you don't play him in preseason.
7: Yeah, I guess I'm just looking at it from his standpoint. Um, whether whether or not he's ready, that's not, you know, his problem. If people are telling him or there's projections, hey, the Chargers or the Dolphins or right. somebody up there is willing to take you at that point, I don't see how you can risk coming back to college when somebody yeah. is willing to draft you in the top ten. You know, you bet on yourself and hope that you can develop, and that's up to yeah. the team to be able to figure that out. But just for the kid in and you. of himself, I don't see how it makes any sense to come back if people yeah, are telling you it. you're going to be a top-ten pick in the NFL. Mm.
4: But are people no, telling it's, them that? Me? I don't like know. I said, right. but yeah. it's, a
7: strong,
3: it's a strong argument. Yeah. Like, I get it. But I get the argument. The argument is, is, is a tough one because, you know, who knows what happens you go back to Alabama. I get it. I get it. I just don't think, like, Fig, if you're just looking at him – as a scout, right? If you're just looking at him at that, he, it, if you you as that wanting to see him be better, don't you think he needs to go back? Forget about the money wise, because right. you're right about the money. I, just, I agree with you. Yeah, if
7: I'm an NFL talent evaluator, like for me personally, yeah. I've never been his biggest fan. To be honest yeah. with you, I've always thought I, that doesn't mean he's not a good player. But I do feel he's benefited from playing with a lot of phenomenal talent I at agree. Alabama, I and there's agree with guys you, who yeah. are running ridiculously wide open more than half the time when yeah. he draw backs when he draws back to throw. Now that's not his fault. That's just the reality. Um, so that that's what I can assess. So he's he's putting up a lot of gaudy numbers, but it's not like he's making tight window throws. You know, Joe Burrow, you know, had that phenomenal game against Alabama, and you know, and he's he's scrambling around and making plays. Yeah, he's throwing dimes, he's yeah, uh, and contested coverage and all that. He's yeah. making a lot of big throws. I'm not saying too, I hasn't done no, it. No, I he agree, can't I agree with he that he just yeah. doesn't do it consistently because he hasn't had to and he hasn't shown that to me. Now the problem is, on the flip side. Would coming back to Alabama would it be any different next year? Is he still not going to have a lot of talent around him? Is he still not going to have a great offensive line and a great running game and have guys running wide open? Does he stand to benefit by coming back to f- college football? Is it going to be any more difficult for him? It's not going to be any more
4: difficult, but I think he can definitely show that he, whether or not he's ready or capable of playing, because I think that's going to be the biggest question mark on the hip.
7: Yeah, from if a health you, standpoint, you're right. From a health standpoint, yeah. if
4: you take if you take now, I think he is first round talent because he is special. When he, when he was healthy and he was able to use his legs, the fact that he could throw, he did have some, some, some intangibles that you definitely want out of your franchise quarterback. And if they take Kyler Murray number one, I could see two of being a high pick as well. I think it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a lot more clutter because there are a lot of other names that are, that are around. But I do think the, the health is a big question mark for me. And if you, as a general manager, can I justify using my, if I only have one first round pick, can I justify using that one pick on a guy that I don't even know is going to be capable of playing or be able to play on this level?
7: Yeah, but you just – go on. Sorry about that. Yeah, go no, ahead.
3: that's right. No, real quick, i just curious. I, I, both of you guys, and then we'll get to trending, but um, are you guys disappointed at his second year – like his first year when he comes – I mean, he just looked absurd, right? Go from when he comes in during the championship game to when – Tooth up and tooth through the sec championship game uh, before the title game because obviously the title game was, was different to get hurt I, did, did he looked so good to me and then i went this past year he's not he did not
7: look as good oh, do you guys agree or no I, I looked he looked just as good to me i, I don't i didn't see any noticeable drop off again if you're talking about when he was healthy um, he 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 didn't his his numbers were trending towards you know being better than they were the previous year. Um, I know, I don't I, so, maybe the I thing. It again, could be.
3: there's
4: an unabout un un, un, un un an amazing amount of talent surrounding him, and more importantly, you talk about the pressure of just being Alabama in that situation. I think he rose to the occasion time and time again, but it leaves me something to believe when the coaching staff says the reason why he was in that game he got hurt in while well, he was working on two minute drill. He don't need to work on a two-minute drill. That's the last thing you need. That game's well in hand. He shouldn't have been out there. you got got play your hurt. Now you're trying to justify it. If there are things for him to work on, it's better that he gets a college experience than trying to develop on the National Football League. That's just the way I look is at it.
7: Is there nothing to be said? And, Link, you played so you know. For you know. When they're winning games by an average of 28 points or whatever the heck it was, to work on a two-minute drill in case you found yourself in a playoff situation to where you're in a close game that you haven't experienced this year just so you know what it feels like? Or is that not...
4: I don't think it's i i don't think it's it's in that position because in the back of your mind you're looking up at the scoreboard and you're saying to yourself, well if we don't get a touchdown we're still leading by four touchdowns sure you know what I mean right there's no sense of urgency so there's really not a pressure situation it's almost like a glorified scrimmage mm-hmm. however the last thing you want to do is what happens is your star quarterback gets hurt right
3: yeah i yeah I hear you all right I want you guys to do me a favorite think it is with some trending all right and then uh, I want to, I want the three of us to discuss a game that I cannot wait. It's Clemson-LSU. But first, Figgy with Trending.
7: All right, well, we'll find out what Tua's decision is going to be early next week. We've already got the decision of a couple of uh, heavy hitters that came down on Friday. Ohio State's Chase Young entering into the draft, as is Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin and DeAndre Swift from Georgia. All three of those players have declared for April's NFL draft. We have plenty of... Uh, NBA action on Friday as well. We had the Lakers defeating the Pelicans in Los Angeles 123 to 113 Anthony Davis had 46 points and 13 boards against his former team LeBron James 17 points and 15 assists for the Lakers who have won 4 games in a row you have the Rockets beating the 76ers 118 to 108 Houston improves to 24 and 11 as James Harden had 44 points as part of a triple double Philly caught in the struggle they've lost 4 in a row and 7 of their last 10 Portland got 35 points from uh, from Damian Lillard in a 122-103 victory over the Washington Wizards. You have the Magic blowing out the Heat, 105-85. Celtics overcome an 18-point deficit to beat the Hawks, 109-106, And an upset in college basketball as Wisconsin upset 5th-ranked Ohio State, 61-57. OSU has lost two games in a row. Fellas, back to you.
3: All right, Fig, thanks. We are the fellas, and we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote all right now let's uh let's talk about it and we'll get back to the wild card weekend in just a little bit but let's talk about the championship game because it's going to be a i think a great one I, i know that people think ohio state kind of got screwed off the fumble did you think it was a fumble
4: uh, I'm trying to recall what you're talking about. What happened? The Ohio,
3: the, the play, Clemson, Ohio State. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Where, I thought it was fumble. It was ruled that it could complete. You, yeah. you thought it was fumble? a fumble?
7: Easily a fumble, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And- I don't know how they could have gone back and reversed that after that. That was the call on the field. It was For me, I guess it would have been one of those, whatever the call on the field was, it probably should have stood. But to me, he caught the ball. See, that that I was, agreed He with. was turning his hip. Yeah. He was making whatever you describe as a football move. The ball was secured. He was holding it away from his body yeah. so he wouldn't fumble, and it got stripped away. That that was a horrible call. Yeah. I I, I, thought,
3: I thought the same thing about the what the call was on the field. That you can't overturn it. I, I, I agree. I think it was weird because it, it happened so quickly that you know it, it's like it. He didn't. He was almost like half there. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. Once you call the fumble in the field, uh, you know I agree. I think it's got to remain a fumble. Mm-hmm. But that said, Clemson did show a lot of gumption in coming back in that game. Uh I love Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence made some moves. He's got such incredible moves. Sometimes, not only can he throw dimes, man. He, he's just a, he's a player. I'm looking forward to watching Lawrence and Barrow. How, how do you how do you see it, Link?
4: First of all, I I, I have to tip my hat off to Dabble Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. After being down 16, I thought Ohio State had their number and had them figured out, and they came back and won that game and you know Trevor Lawrence and that, that final drive in order to take the lead when he threw it to Antion I thought was a was a wonderful drive that that's the type of drive that will make a quarterback a star on any league and any level uh with that being said it was it was uh, it was obvious magic what Burris, Burrow did to uh Oklahoma I mean that first half he couldn't miss he, yeah, he had Oklahoma's know. defense figured out so bad and the passes it wasn't look like it wasn't like a lot of times that Oklahoma had bad coverage. He just put it in a spot where he knew his receivers can make a play for it, and they did. And that's a tremendous team effort. That's a tremendous boost to any offense. I mean, it almost seemed like it was just meant to be. Everything that was falling in place. And I hate to use these words because I don't believe in fate like that, but it it just seemed like LSU is a is this is their year. This is the year for for it to be magic after yeah. everything they've been yeah. through. Yeah. With that no, being I mean, said. They were they were amazing against I mean yeah. Oklahoma's defense is wretched, but Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about in general what they did to other teams as well. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah, no. They were they were tested. Yeah, we were on
3: him. We were on yeah.
4: Darrow early. We yeah. early and we loved were early. Yeah, you yeah. no doubt about it. So th- this is a team that was tested and it came through in a clutch, and it seems like they're definitely like at Burl said when he was talking, like we expected to be here. We expect to be in this position, and they're that good where it to where it stands out. Now that that being said, I really think you have the most ideal matchup that you can dream of. I I do think Clemson is a dynasty, much like Alabama. And if they're able to win this game, it'll be a true success story. Because right, Clemson until they played Ohio State hadn't played anybody, but they found a way to beat Ohio State, so they deserve to be here. Um, And and it's just going to be—it's going to be which team creates or causes the least amount of mistakes that's going to end up winning. Because I think both teams can play flawless. I think Clemson's defense can can run with LSU. I think LSU's defense can run with Clemson. Uh, what, what each team does well can be negated by the other team. And I think it really is a true national championship game that's going to be fun to watch. I don't really know who has the edge. I, I'm, I'm on the fence because I can make an argument about each team on how sure. they're able to do it, especially with the way Trevor Lawrence played in a pressure situation back. But I, I think LSU is, is just, it's pure magic. What I've watched uh, those guys do. So I'm going to say the Tigers win. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Who like, Fig?
7: I've liked Clemson uh, throughout the uh, the entire process. I thought they were the best team in the country uh, coming through. Mm-hmm. Now, um, didn't look extremely impressive, the majority of that Ohio State game. and had a couple of breaks go their way. But look, when the chips were down, Trevor Lawrence – and again, this is another team that's kind of run roughshod over everybody all season long, save for North Carolina. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence showed me something in that last drive, those last few drives, as a matter of fact. Uh, that I mean, He had can make to score some,
3: each one of them. He, yeah. When
7: he had to score, he, when he had to make plays, he was able to do it. So I know uh, LSU is a, is a juggernaut, but uh, I still do like Clemson. So uh, I, I picked him as a Clemson before the season started, so I'm going to stick with them.
3: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, of course, I, I wouldn't be surprised
7: you. if LSU won, though. I mean, we all like Burrows. the Tigers so, to win. That's pretty good. Yeah, so we all like the Tigers. True. That's right. The Tigers <laughs> from Death Valley. The yeah, Tigers from not. Death Valley are going to win.
3: Amen, bro. Amen, brothers. Uh, the one thing I did like. Uh, the one thing I do like about Clemson over LSU is the defense. I still am not buying LSU's defense.
4: You don't like their secondary?
3: No, I mean, listen, they're, that's secondary, their quarterback. You? Right now, you yeah. I, no, I hear you. I still think up front. I think there's
4: an. I think front seven. Uh, I would uh, say advantage Clemson. Front yeah, seven, I, defensive seven is yeah. good advantage Clemson. But secondary is is a, is a unique toss up because of the way. That the 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 route combinations that um, um, LSU, I mean, uh, Clemson likes to run. I think L S U secondary might might be able to do some things to disrupt that. So, yeah, it's it it. it man, it's a good game, man. It really is.
3: It's is great game. It really is. fig, uh, great work by you today. We appreciate it. As Thank always, you, gentlemen, my brother. You got it. Awesome. Go home and how the girls are treating you. Very well. How the oh, women's the uh, women's
7: good. I will say she. I will leave it as a uh, singular. <laughs> is treating me yeah, very well. Don't get him in trouble. Yeah, exactly now. <laughs> oh,
4: That's why I laughed. He said, "How the girls treating?" You. You're like, dude, don't get <laughs> <laughs> girls, figgy. Yeah, she, Kevin, you want to tell me something? <laughs> yeah, she is
7: treating me extremely well, Anthony. So Thank we're you for still asking. we're still into the singular, huh? We are we are we are recently into the singular. We'll put it that way. I know. I just, that troubles me. <laughs> Don't, All right, stop. We need you. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You're not losing me. It's cool. Don't no, worry. About
3: we need you to, you know, like, you know, live vicariously through <laughs> you. True <laughs> story. You know? We are the, <laughs> Lincoln Kennedy Anthony Gargano right here, on Fox Sports Radio. Fallas. He's Lincoln Kennedy. i think mean, Anthony Gargano. Together, the fellas on Fox. Did you know that? Uh, you're Here's something amazing Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit to how much will match millions of people a year getting the cash back match. Discover Cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com/slash cashback match. You wanna hear something else
4: amazing, cuz? This is yes, the first sure. week and I don't have to travel. I'm so happy. Wow. Last 24 weekends. This is the first week and I don't have to go anywhere. Damn. I was wondering. Well, you said that like, you're in the studio in Phoenix. I'm going Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when does all the uh the move take place? The move's going on right now. Now, you know, as an organization, we've been working with the transition bridging relationships or creating relationships and for that. I'm just for the audience
3: where the Oakland to Las Vegas move for the Raiders as link is Mr. Raider. Sorry.
4: But I mean, you know, the, the transition has been ongoing. Um, as you, as you make it now, I believe the, the office and training facility or the main workout practice facility will be finalized, finished in June. um, Mm. And I'm not really sure when, now this year's, this year's training camp, we're not, yeah, we're in 2020, so I can say this year's, this year's training camp is going to happen in Napa. So we, I do know that for sure. I don't know when they officially move everything over because it, think about it. It really is a tight window. If the, if the facility is not finalized to June and you know, you always have your kinks. If you've ever built anything, it doesn't work. Right, right, the right. Yeah, I of have a couple opening. stadiums. Uh, I yeah, don't. exactly. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> um, but the, the, the stadium, I guess, is, is supposed to be open for the, op- the, when well, the opener in, uh, in, and um, um, August. They're going to do two, the, the word is they're going to do two, pre- two preseason games there, like they normally do. Um, but I don't know when, when that is because the dates haven't come out yet. So. Interesting. Um, I mean, that's going to be wild. And there are a few, there are a few technicalities that, that are dealing with and telling key people on the horizon. Now, it's been reported that the city of Las Vegas had asked the NFL not to put the home opener for the Raiders on the Monday night. Cause you know, the last couple of years, they've been going on Monday night. They've been part of that Monday night multiplay. Um, the Raiders have, um, but to not put the home opener on Monday night. It's reported that, or it has been reported that, the possibility of even having the Rams open up their stadium on Thursday night with a Thursday night game. And then, um, the Raiders possibly opening up their stadium on the Sunday night game for them to showcase the new stadiums. Cause they yeah. don't want to do it on a Monday night because of the traffic. I 15 is a main traffic for the truckers and, and, and driving. Uh, they, they know already know it's going to nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare traffic scene. They didn't want to do it on a Monday. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's little logistics like there. that.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I mean, tra- I, Interstate
4: fifteen is a is a main, you know, trucker thoroughway for, you know, going from California to places like uh Utah and, and stuff like that north. Um and you can imagine the euphoria that's in all the, the excitement surrounding opening up a new stadium in Vegas, how yeah. oh, it's already gonna be a nightmare. Yeah. They'd much rather do it on a weekend rather than a weekday or weekday night. You looking forward to it? I am. I am. I'm interested to see what it the stadium looks beautiful, man. Yeah, and, and oh, I just, every time I see it, I just have I hear the Imperial March from Star Wars. Dun 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 yeah. dun. <laughs> so, but the stadium looks wonderful. Does that do?
3: uh So then they get what? A, they'll get an NBA team, and then I think
4: I, I think it gets. I, I honestly think they get a Major League Baseball team before they get NBA, but NBA really? will be on the horizon. Yeah. Well, when they when
3: they add the when they add the Sonics back, they're going to have to add another team.
4: Oh, you think they're going to add a new team? Yeah. I thought I thought they might just take the Memphis Grizzlies and move them. Maybe, but I, I could see more of they added two teams. Yeah, might be. Although,
3: uh, the NBA, what do you make of ratings down 15% year to year? By the way, Ark, uh, you know, again, the Titan of all commissioners in sports. We lost him. David Stern was right. an amazing, amazing commissioner, and he did a lot he, for the sports. He was a great season. man. Yeah, he was a yeah. great, great man. Yeah,
4: God rest his um, soul. You know, when it comes to the to the to the ratings, I I I think they'll pick up after a while. I just think you have the excitement of other sports, and and NBA has to do its time because, I mean, this football season has been an exciting football season as college and NFL. So I don't really put that much into it. They're, they're still paying these guys big money and. I still think the excitement is yet to come. All right. Well, we'll
3: dive in a little bit into that, but it's wild card weekend. That's right. The four matchups beginning today, Houston and Buffalo, New England and Tennessee. We'll talk about it all straight ahead. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, it's 9 a.m. in the east. 6 a.m. in the West on a wild card weekend. It's uh, tremendous. As uh we look at the games this weekend, uh, Houston and Buffalo will get it started for 30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, and then the night game from Foxborough. where The weather could be a little bit dicey tonight. New England hosting Tennessee. And New England, who would have thunk it playing on the first wild card weekend and not even a seven point favorite mm-hmm. under a touchdown, a five and a half point choice against the Titans of Tennessee. And then tomorrow, we got an all in Sinola where the Saints are a seven and a half point favorite against the Vikings and the Eagles and the Seahawks in the nightcap. In the fourth and final wild card game, and uh the Seahawks a road one-and-a-half point favorite over the Eagles, Link. Mm-hmm. We are the fellas. He's Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Link, how many road teams win this weekend?
4: Oh, see, I think only one road team wins this weekend. Are we doing our picks now? No, but I'm just curious okay. to see what you
3: just off the top of your head. You're you're seeing one, one. road team. Mm-hmm.
4: I think but I agree. You, you know, we, we. I mean, we'll but talk. I think about we, we, we disagree right on the on the selection, but go ahead. right, right. But no, I am saying we, we'll we'll talk about. It. But you know what? I was looking over my notes, and and, and you know, we were discussing the coach, and just to sidetrack. We were discussing the coach and vacancies. You know who I think would be the perfect coach for the Dallas Cowboys? Eric Bieniemy. Listen, he is a
3: sharp, sharp, sharp offensive mind. Eric Bieniemy, the offense coordinator for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Who um, he he should get a gig, I you yeah. know, and it's funny because I I agree with you. He's a fit in Dallas in that he's a smart
4: offensive guy, and he'll have weapons. So you just be creative. You you don't have to make the personnel decisions. I also think he would be good in Cleveland because they have weapons there. Yeah, I agree. I think Dallas is good though because I think.
3: I think our Enemy is not going to take up the space that Urban Meyer or somebody right. of that ilk will yep. in Dallas. Yeah, like if he's looking to get a monster, yeah. you know, can a monster name work in Dallas? It's amazing. Jason Garrett became this—he became this cartoonish figure when he was the offense coordinator. You remember? Oh, I'm smart from Princeton, yeah. an offensive right. mind. And then years and years later, as he's on his way out, it's ironic. But the but the Jason Garrett of modern day was his offensive coordinator, right? Who, by the way, Kellen Moore, by the way, he he was a slave to the pass,
4: right? Right. And when you have Zeke Elliott running back, yeah, yeah. I mean commit more yeah that's that that's why i think you know we were talking about it i i said in my opinion it's got to be somebody who doesn't need to make those personnel decisions not going to come in with a with a personality like well i I need to have this guy but will create enough because he is creative enough create enough excitement for your your players to want to thrive in that offense and an offense and i think that the enemy would be perfect for that
3: he is, uh, he, I agree with you. I do. I think he's got good pedigree. He should get a job. It's going to be interesting because yeah. it's not a big, it, it, you know, the jobs aren't a ton. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets it, and who doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you only got, it's, it's, you know, some
4: years you get a lot more. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think you, you should have somebody with, cl- with talent. I mean, you have somebody who has that, that, to utilize best utilize that talent. Now I say Dallas more so than Cleveland because I think Cleveland needs a level of discipline. They I I think the players and the organization needs a strong stern, a sort of figure that's that's known to represent or has been known to represent discipline or you know just a strong mind to help sort of curtail and all the attitudes that are in that locker room and just point them in the right direction. I thought they had a perfect candidate with Greg Williams but they let him go. So I, I agree. I I I agree. Forgive me. I just mm-hmm. got a text message
3: from my little 7-year-old. Uh oh, 6-year-old by by he'll be 7 in March. He he's uh he's got his first game today, like I told yeah. you his first basketball game. Uh-huh. So he wanted to set the alarm at 3:30 this morning <laughs> when I get up and he wanted to he wanted to shoot him up with me before I left for work. <laughs> I said, well, Dad, it's dark out, one, and it's cold and rainy, <laughs> right. two.
5: Um,
3: and he goes, well, can I just dribble on the house? I said, well, you kind of would wake everybody up. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> probably not a good idea. And then he goes, um, but he just got his new Penny Hardaway, so he's all fine. Oh. Up. So that's he goes, well, right. what about six o'clock? At least it's light at six o'clock. He goes, that's good, right, Dad? And I go, I eh, probably want to wait a little bit longer, uh, you know. Probably not a good idea to wake up. You gotta, up you gotta love.
4: You gotta love the feel that he wants. To, he just wants to get out there and, and do oh, it. Dude, I mean, I, all those commercials. It. You know, you see kids just doing the extra thing, going out and practicing on their own. You gotta love that. I love it. So he. T- so I told him yesterday before uh, before I went to bed. I went, Daddy,
3: listen. Um, by the time I get home, the game's at eleven o'clock in the morning, right? So I got a bit of a commute. So yeah. by the time I get home. Like, I got to grab them and then go boat. to the gym. So it's yeah. like, you know, we're time. I, I need you to be ready. So when all I right. pull up, you jump out. Yeah. and you. So he just texted me now He goes, I'm ready. I love it. I
4: love it. <laughs> my nephew, <laughs> That's love my it. name. Oh, I love it.
3: Give my name to kiss pick. For I will definitely. You get to pick his number. I go, Wh- What number do you want? And he goes, huh. Number six.
4: Nice. Like the doc. I
3: <laughs> <laughs> started laughing.
4: See there's moments uh, yeah. like that to just make your your, your cheeks uh, you melt, smile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, God, you God, I love melt. you. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, you completely melt. Anyway, uh, it, it's it's going to be a fascinating day today because when you look at Buffalo and I think they're live. I I, I think they're a great story. Is Josh Allen? Because listen, Buffalo wins old school, right? Sean McDermott. Yeah is a real good a real good defensive coach. Right. You know they they win by like they grind you. Yes.
4: Can you win a Super Bowl grinding like that? Yes. Or do you need to score or you need to move the ball with well, more Well, you do of need these? to move the ball because you're going to have to score some points, but you and it, they don't have that lights out, you know, Baltimore defense, Ravens old school defense, but they do play pretty well. Um they they play obviously they play the pa- pass better than they do the run. Um, but but the truth is is that I I think that defense travels. I just think as far as maturity, understanding the scope and the situation and the level of play that you need, I think Josh Allen is one year away. That I, I like the Bills got here. I like how they got here. He's managed the ball. He's not turned over the ball, much like he was in the beginning of the season. He's gotten progressively better, and I like where they're, they're framing and where they're working towards. I just think that... I, the playoffs are a different animal, and I think you have to have that sort of experience, the build up, the hype, the feeling, especially when you get there and you're on the road uh, playing in that pressure situation. I just think the, the Texans will make less mistakes than the Bills, and that's why the Texans win.
3: I can dig it. I can dig it.
4: Um,
3: I got one, I got one question about the Texans though.
4: Bill O'Brien. Well, I didn't say he was going to Super Bowl, but I think they win this game.
3: Speaking of a guy that I listen, I, I just don't, it's, he, it feels like deja vu all the time with that team. <laughs> Is it not like it's wild card weekend and here are yeah. the Texans and <laughs> oh my, and uh, oh, they lost or oh my, and they win and they lose the next round, but you're not getting past the
4: divisional round. Right. Now the problem with going forward as a Texans. I don't think Bill O'Brien is a person for you. I think you have to move on from him. However, because you're still in it, and because there are so many other jobs available right now that are being filled with good candidates, it's going to be slim pickings who you have on the, out there available to you. Right. You see what I mean? So it's almost like well, this you, decision has thing, to, huh?
3: If I was a if I was a prospective coach, like if I was Matt Rule, right? I like I'd have interest in that job.
4: Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. Got the strong yeah. And you got, you got some defensive pieces. You got, you're not far from being a team that can, especially in that division. Yeah. Because I do think Indianapolis is going to go through a rebuild. Who knows how long Tennessee is able to hold it together, especially what they have. But I mean, they've got a model that can be challenging. Jacksonville is in disarray because they committed so much resources to Foles. How do they bounce back from that? You know, I mean, so in that division, yeah, you got a chance to be productive. And yeah, it's, it's a very, a very desirable hire, if you if you had asked me, Houston is.
3: Did somebody take falls off the Jack? You brought him up. Did somebody take falls uh, off
4: Jacksonville's hands? I think I don't think so. I hmm. think if if you're a team that's looking for a quarterback, even a veteran quarterback, to stop the the bleeding for a little bit, you you really it's really hard to understand the product or the person that is Nick Foles as, as a quarterback. Not not the person. I mean, Everyone loves him personality-wise, and I think you attested that, saying you met him, what type of nice guy he is. But this is a guy who had its second chance to be the starter and fold it. Just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I agree. At, at the age yeah. and the amount of money that you're paying a quarterback? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just don't know how you give him a third chance to be your guy. What's going to be different for you that that wasn't in, in Jacksonville or yeah. uh you, you know what i mean the, the, the first time around when he was with Andy Reid i mean
3: yeah no i agree with you.
4: <laughs> no you're right on bro right on so i i i think i think the time's up i think you have to move forward
3: all right let's uh do this let's take quick to and let's come back and let's look at the patriots and we'll uh answer the question is this it is that long dynasty is it over? the evil Empire will it crumble tonight at home against the Titans Lincoln Kennedy Anthony Gargano fellas
4: on Fox the fellas I'm Lincoln Kennedy he's Anthony Gargano you want to hear something t s o p I do the right in the back absolutely yeah. I would say you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cashback you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much we'll match. Millions of people are getting into cashback match. So what are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. It's time to talk matchups. We're talking about New England and Tennessee. Cause how you want to drop Is it them? over? Uh, is it over? Is the dynasty over? I think the dynasty is going to, is going to be. Uh, Extinguished out of the playoffs this, 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 this the today, tonight. So you think it's so? over? I think Tennessee beats him. I don't know if it's over because I don't know. I don't foresee a whole lot of changes. I really don't see Josh oh. McDaniels leaving. I don't know, you know, what they do with Brady. I don't see Kraft really allowing Brady to go anywhere else. Sign maybe like a two year deal for 28, 30 million, whatever it is, you know, but no, it's not going to go anywhere. I, I don't really see a whole lot of changes. He's going to get any better. He Who looks, looks better? like
3: he looks like a half shot fighter. He? Does he not? You know, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But he's still considered the greatest quarterback to play. Don't you just let him retire yeah, I, on his own?
3: Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I like if you're Belichick, do you? I think that's a great story. The possibility what? that he
4: leaves, that they get broken up. Mm-hmm. Famous words of Belichick. Oh no, however he says it. And then you get a, <laughs> Chris and dial it up for me. Yeah. Belichick talking um, during his press conferences. But um, it'd be interesting. It will. It would be interesting.
3: You don't think there's any chance that it's over? Like I, like I look at it and go, D- I, I, I how you gonna, Brady's going to come back again. I mean, he doesn't look. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look. That right. offense looks. He needs way more weapons if he comes back. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, and I I think you know Belichick has worked with less and look at the position they won. I mean they had a tremendous run. I don't think anything changes. I think if you're craft, you allow Brady to step down when he steps down. Um, uh, I don't think Belichick really is is going to. And if Belichick leaves, that's that's why you have Josh McDaniels to, to take over and take the reins. If those changes do happen, so you think? Do you think it'll be status quo in New England next yeah. year with? Belichick and McDaniels in place. Yeah. Yeah. I think McDaniels is waiting to take over the Patriots.
5: Huh. I don't know.
4: I mean, uh,
3: Giants, I'm sure the Cowboys, and and certainly the Browns would all have
4: interest in him. Oh, the Browns would love to have Belichick. uh,
3: Well, no, I'm talking
4: about McDaniels. Oh. Well, I mean, everyone's going to have interest in him, obviously, what he's been able to do.
5: But he's well, also turned point. down he's jobs. Ohio's kid. Of years.
4: He's an yeah. Ohio kid. Yeah, but I mean, I, I still think he. The reason why he hasn't had a job or taken a job yet, because he wants to. He wants New England. He was offered other ones. Offered in Indianapolis when they had luck. I mean, he didn't want that, you know. So. Yeah, but is New England even attractive post the Like, if you're
3: looking at. The aftermath of the dynasty, right?
4: What's left of the, the rubble after the dynasty. Is that attractive? You're still standing on top because the only team that actually kind of poses a threat is Buffalo, and they haven't been able to surpass you yet. So you're still on top. Why wouldn't it be? Well, yes, it's attractive. It's New England. Well, who's the quarterback? Well, I mean, you have to figure that out. And this year you might, hey, you might do it. Hey, you might you might have two of my faulty in your hands or something like that. The prospector like that. Well, two is not going to go fall into New England's hands. Wherever they finally pick it, you know, you never know if two comes out. I still think somebody in the top ten takes him, but yeah, it's just me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's a prayer that he, that he'll goes to New
3: England. I just think the thing's cooked. I don't know. I don't know how it gets rekindled. If yeah. indeed it's over now, like you know, it wouldn't surprise me if. Like I think they're going to win. Okay. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. I can't wrap my arms around. Now, listen. I could be completely wrong, and maybe this is a sucker play, but I can't wrap my arms around Belichick losing the Vrabel, Brady.
4: Losing the Tanny Hill, <laughs> like I can't wrap my arms around that. Well, I mean, when we get into breakdown, I can discuss my logic towards it and see if you agree and if that, that sways your view. I'll do it right now. Let's start okay. into it. Start right, well, it, let's it's start ourselves weird. into it. Here's the thing, you know. Understand this: that what gave New England the most fits on defense because New England likes to play a lot of man-to-man. Matter of fact, I think they play the most man-to-man on defense in, in the National Football League. What gave them fits was the multiple tight end sets. Baltimore presented with their 12 and 13 personnel. Tennessee's going to do that too. They're going to line up in, in tight formations with their tight ends, and they're going to either force you to have some issues with rub routes and press routes on their tight ends, uh, and 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 also with the ability to, to defend the run, uh, keep everything tight. They're going to make things hard on you. And if they force New England into playing more zone than New England's used to, you're going to open up running lanes for Tannehill because there will be opportunities for him to use his legs. With that being said, I like the chances. He's not Lamar. No, he's not Lamar. I'm not saying that he is, but I like the chances, the way they run the ball with Derrick Henry, the way they ran the ball, and the efficiency of work and play action with their multiple tight end sets. I think that's going to work into Tennessee's favor. With that being said, also on the other side of the ball, I expect Tennessee's defense to give Tom Brady, with his limited weapons, a number of fits. And make this, make this a game that falls right into their hands where they're able to control the clock with Tennessee's run game and really, and really put the pressure as they wear down the defense throughout the game. That's why I think Tennessee is going to win.
3: All right.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: all right. Listen, I mean, I, the thing that I'll buy, I'll buy the Tennessee defense given Brady Fitz. Of course, the New England offense has not looked good. No. It did, it and they've been in a position they haven't been in since, like, week, what, 2006? last in Miami. Yeah. 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 No. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But I just still, still think New England wins. Yeah.
4: Well, it's time yeah. for the grasshopper to become the teacher. Vrabel knows how to know. And he learned from Belichick. I don't think and that good. I, I mean, I'll i be
3: honest with you, and the other, act, the other uh, deal when you're talking about that is, I, I mean, is
4: Vrabel going to out-scheme anybody? No, 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 no. Vrabel's not yeah, – I love the I, dude. Yeah. I don't think Vrabel's cut from that cloth, and if it was, it would be on the defensive side. No, it's it's not about that. Look – if Belichick does what Belichick typically does, he, he's going to take the opposing offensive strength away. Now, he most people will think that he'll take the run away, commit the resources to take the run. Well, that actually plays into Tennessee's hands because Tennessee's quite good at play action. And with the multiple tight end sets, they have ways of stretching the defense. And that's why I think it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for them defensively. I still think they're going to be good, but I think the Tennessee promotes some challenges because they have that threat of running the ball with Henry, but they also are good at and efficient. Tannehill is efficient at play action. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. And, and and I will say this, as far as Gilmore is concerned, you know, who is he going to cover? If he covers AJ Brown, AJ Brown's a young physical receiver, and Gilmore is more like a tactician who will out strategize you. Brown's just going to try to run you over, run through you. It's a little bit of different. It's a little bit of different styles. I'm not saying that Gilmore is going to you know going to get threaded you know shredded like a you know, Browns is going kind to of have his way with him. I'm just going to say it's a little bit more challenging that, especially with dealing with the play action uh, 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 thought pattern and the amount of room that opens up when linebackers aren't in where they are supposed to be in their drop area. All right. So your final score is what? Oh, wait final score. Uh,
5: right down the window is a five
4: and eight point favorite. Tennessee 23, New England 20. Wow. That's an outright piece.
3: Mm
5: -hmm.
3: I'll take the points. I'll take the Patriots to win. Okay. So, you want to give me a 2017 type of deal, I'll go that route. All right. uh, Let's do this. Before we get to the – let's go get – we'll do the Bills game next. Bills in Houston today, the early game before we turn into the NFC. But first, look who's here. That's right. The Lord of Trendings. Mm-hmm. I low.
8: Oh, Happy New Year, Anthony. Happy New Year, Lincoln. How what's are you d- guys doing? 20?
3: Hey, what's up, pal?
8: Well, let's start with another Anthony. Anthony Davis, the... Secondary, Anthony, in our sports media Why, universe. 46 points, 13 rebounds against his former team last night as the Lakers defeated the New Orleans Pelicans, 123-113. to The Lakers have won four straight and a 28-7 and of the best record in the Western Conference. Houston, a 10-point victory last night. James Harden, 44 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Get this, the 14th 40-point triple-double of his career, Only Oscar Robertson has more. Also in the NBA last night. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. Ben Simmons, a triple double in his own right. 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Also had three steals and four blocks, by the way. Clap your hands. That's right. Everybody from Philadelphia.
3: 76ers. Stop your feet.
8: They lost four in a row. (laughs) And Beat is pissed off. But why win when you've got Ben Simmons, his 25th triple-double in just his 195th career game, the only players to do that faster to get to 25 career triple-doubles in NBA history, Magic Johnson and the aforementioned Oscar Robertson as the Sixers won by minus 10 points against those Houston Rockets. Oh. All for you Anthony. Thank you. I love Devin it's Booker. Much-y. 30 points for the fifth straight game. He dropped 38 in the Suns' victory over the Knicks, 120-112. to 112. Hassan Whiteside, 23 points, 21 rebounds, 5 blocks in Portland's 19-point victory at Washington. And finally, also last night, the Celtics held off the Atlanta Hawks, 109-106. But Boston, trailed by 18 points in the first quarter, came all the way back to win the game. Anthony and Lincoln, back to you.
3: All right. I know you're the man. And uh, we are the fellas coming live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Buffalo at Houston. The Texans, a two and a half point favorite. Right, you know it's interesting yeah. because they're it's a two and a half point line under the key number of three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting,
4: interesting. I will say this: um, the Bills limped their way into playoffs, going one and three to finish the season. Not to say they're not good; they they limped their way into playoffs. A lot of times, they really didn't have much to play for. I understand that, but nine times, nine other sixteen games, they didn't they scored less than twenty points. Um, and and that's to me is is big time because I think if they can grind this game down to a lull or keep it a low scoring game, it actually favors the Bills. I do think Deshaun Watson and his big play ability is going to get a couple big plays that's going to put pressure on the opposing Bills team. Now I will say this: I like the Bills defense and I think their Bills defense will travel well. I like Singletary out running out of the backfield along with Frank Gore. I like Brown and Beasley. To, to maybe do some things against this Texas defense. i that got John Brown. Speed. But but I don't I don't know if the type of coverage that they're going to show Josh Allen, if that makes him hesitant. Or I, I know they want him to scramble, much rather scramble. And I also think it's going to be a big difference maker for the Houston Texans is the fact that they got J.J. Watt, a fresh J.J. Watt, back into the game. So I like the Texans here.
3: All right. I love Buffalo in this game. I'm going to yep. take Buffalo, and I think they can win outright. But I'll definitely take the two and a half. Uh, the total opened at 41 and a half, the lowest of any wild card weekend game. Now, this is interesting. Overs in domes or closed-roof stadiums,
4: mm-hmm. 29 and 13 to the over. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking Houston. Yeah, if I'm thinking Houston's going to win, I got to go with the over because that 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 number you gave doesn't really give a lot of wiggle room. So I'm gonna go with the over. All right, you got it. I'm going to take
3: the over as well. I'm going to go Buffalo and over. However, now let's go back to tomorrow, where the Vikings, Lincoln, taking on the Saints, and the Saints are a seven and a half point favorite. Fat number for a wild card game, or uh, is it the sucker play, or do you think there's some life
4: left in Minnesota? Now I don't know if there's life left in Minnesota. I will say this: if if I, I think that Minnesota is facing a team, New Orleans, that is just on that roll. They are. I know they're playing the first weekend, and they're not sitting back waiting to be, uh, you know, to host a game out of the top two slot, sod, slots. But I do believe that this is, this is their year. I think they've done everything right on both sides of the ball to position themselves for a great run. And I actually think playing rather than resting favors this team. Just the way they play. You watch when they had everything sealed up last week, how, the, how they played and how they tried to discover, you know, new weapons or create new weapons. And you know, they don't have a, a great downfield presence. The fact that what they do have is efficient enough to win. And I just think they're going to be able to handle business, so I lay the points against Minnesota because I think this is a double-digit romp. I think New Orleans owns this game.
3: Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I think you and I are on the same page here. I, th- I think it's a tough spot for them, man. I, yeah. I really do. I, I think Minnesota the way they've been limping in and the mm-hmm. way they looked uh, against Green Bay in a must-win situation. I mean, they looked, they looked ghastly in that game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, what's he, what's Kirk Cousins going to be like in that dome? All those people. That thing, who that, going crazy. <laughs> right? I know you got Dalvin Cook back, and that's a big deal. And, I, you know, I love the offense, Diggs and Thielen. I don't know. I mean, the New Orleans defense can be plucky. Listen, they've gotten rid of the times. Yeah. But they also can be a plucky bunch at home. Because
4: at home, where they have a distinct advantage, you see them play
3: a little bit better. I always thought.
4: Yeah, and I, I don't know how much of this defense is intact, or the, how much this team is intact from the, that Minnesota game, but I do know that that's going to resonate in their minds, a, along with you know uh, the Rams game last year, because they've just been on the cusp, you know, of, of making it over the hump and getting back to the Super Bowl, um, and they've got they've got all the weapons, they have got all the pieces, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I don't know what they're really lacking. I mean, other than, I guess, more teeth on defense. What would you say their biggest weakness is?
4: Probably that. Right? I mean, you know, it's the only thing I can think of, yeah. secondary? Yeah. Secondary. And I think Apple's out, so there's a big hole in their secondary. So, you know, other than that,
3: I mean, I just, you know, I, I think they're uh, – you know, it's, it's hard. It's funny because um, – I read a story on ESPN.com about they were just ranking the twelve playoff teams, and all the all the te- it was interesting because number twelve was like Houston, and then it was Buffalo, and you know they mm-hmm. they ha- they still had and Miss- Minnesota was down there, mm-hmm. and and it was interesting because. It was Seattle, Houston, Buffalo, Eagles is how it went. Then Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's the back end. Do you, would you agree with that? Give it to me again. So on the back end, they had Seattle as the worst team. Then they had Houston, Buffalo, and then they ranked the, the, the best team from there.
5: Mm.
4: As much as I like Seattle, without their run game, they, they, they lose a lot of their teeth. I mean, they almost become gummy-grammy. Yeah, they, they, yeah. The, the, the bite is just not gone. And Graham I don't know mouth. how much Marshawn can do in one game or two games and how much of an impact he can have. But, I mean, they, they are decimated. Their whole entire backfield was decimated. And that was a big part of their identity, especially when the receivers were down, their ability to oh, run yeah. the ball. Huge deal. Huge yeah, so I think I might have to agree with that. Yeah.
3: The Saints and NOLA. All right. We're going to take a quick T.O. We'll come back and we'll take a look at the final game coming up next. That is Seattle visiting Philadelphia. Seattle with Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch off the scrap heap link. They got no Rashad Penny. They got no Carson. But they do have Skittles. Are these Skittles stale? (laughs) I'm curious. See what you think, Link. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, the biggest of the big, Link. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Cousin uh, what? We're brought to you by Discover. How about this? Discover, well, they match all the cash back you earned the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people here are getting their cash back match. Discover Cash Back Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash match. All right, Big Link, the fourth and final wild card game takes place at uh, 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, live in Lincoln Financial Field. It will be cold. The uh, sun will go down, and it will dip into the mid-30s uh, shortly after kickoff between the Seahawks and the Eagles. Well, no stranger, these two teams met. Uh, on November the twenty fourth, the Seahawks won seventeen to nine. The Eagles turned the ball over five times in that game. The Seahawks missed out on a couple big plays. DK Metcalf, I went back and watched the tape. DK Metcalf uh, drops two long scoring passes. Uh, Russ misfires on two other ones that look like sure scoring plays. Uh, taking advantage of the Eagles' uh, secondary. But they were in the game the whole game, and uh, uh, even to the end, they got a chance to to go inside a game. Well, I think you see a tale of two different teams. The Eagles certainly are not that same team. They have won four straight, albeit against NFC East opponents, and the NFC East was the worst division in all of football. But Carson Wentz, playing championship-caliber football, not turning the ball over, the fumbles, the extending plays, all that stuff that he got himself in trouble with has been eradicated from his game. He seems to have found new life with the practice squad, guys. Who is Boston Scott, the running back? Who is Greg Ward, the former Houston quarterback, now receiver? Davis and Perkins and guys you never heard of who are contributing now with this Eagles run. What do you make of Wentz Link and Wentz playing so well without with all these backups and practice squad kids?
4: Well, well, it's look, we've all been aware of Carson Wentz' workout ma- manner and, and, and the way he's tried to go about things. He wanted to be that perfect guy where he wanted to you know, make friends with all his receivers as he should. And, and, and it didn't gel with the highly rated ones for whatever, you know, the high ranked ones. And it's geling with the younger class. So the way that they responded. Could the it that be the older ones are rats? Well, it might, might very well be. But the way the younger ones have responded, they've caught the ball. And so that's how you build a chemistry. That's how you build a rapport with somebody. As a quarterback throws it to you, it might not be the perfect pass, but you catch the ball and find a way to make a big play out of it. You're going to sit, you're going to sit well with that quarterback going forward. With that being said, I've liked the way they've played in the final month of the season. I said it earlier in the show. I I like the response that we got out of the team with a a host of unlikely names. And you could talk about the offensive line being banged up, you know, guys stepping in. You could talk about, you know, you talked about the receiving core, the the go-to people. Everybody's stepping in. You can talk about the way the defense played when, you know, we thought it was over and done for with the decimated secondary, how they responded. So with that being said, it's, I think it's cool for the, the, the the Eagles to be able to host a home game in the playoffs. And I think they actually get the Seahawks at the right time. Now I know Russell has never lost to the Seahawks. He's 4-0, but I mean, to the Eagles, Eagles, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to Russell Wilson's never lost, but I, I think that this is a different team for the Seahawks. And yo, know, they do have digs back in the secondary, and they will have Clowney back, and I think they can make an impact. I still see the Eagles having enough to win this game, uh, and and uh, and sort of you know uh, move forward. I just I just don't think the Seahawks with that decimated backfield are, are going to be much, even with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn is going to you know having to, having chatted with him. Over the past year, a couple times, and more more so with his mother than him, she had said that he was trying to get back into it. He did not like the 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 way he left in Oakland, and he still had something to prove. So he's hoping for this chance, and he showed what he can do last week in you know Seattle and in in that final game. But there's situations I got to believe as a player where you're really pressed to show people you can still do it, to where you don't run or you're not as efficient in your play. And I, I though I think Marshawn feels at home with this team, especially with a lot of the veterans, he feels familiar, having one game under his belt is not going to get him back football ready. And this is really a hard time because now you're in the you're you're in playoff football, which is a different football. Much more, you know, rough and, and physical than it ever has been. Um I feel sometimes you're pressed and mistakes will happen where you might put the ball ball on the ground or you might not run as hard or you might not make the right read because you're trying to do everything perfect. And now those tend to work against you because you haven't really worked back into that game rhythm. So I just don't think the Seahawks have their run game uh, anywhere close than they've had in the past when they've had success. And I just don't see them winning this game. So I like the Eagles at home.
3: Yeah, I do too. Uh, how much do you think to the fact that this Eagles team um, has been there two years ago, they really shocked the world by winning it all. Last year, they were left for dead and, and had no business making the playoffs and they were an
4: Alshon Jeffrey drop pass yeah. from going to the title game. Experience always has something to do, especially recent experience dealing with adversity. But for that being said, the Seahawks have been a successful team and they, they have the maturity and they've had the quarterback that has been able to improvise at times and make things happen. I think it's also the fact that he's been, you know, the running game has been something he could fall back on even when teams have made him struggle. Uh and they might not have had the receiver production cuz I still think they have really created that true chem- chemistry for Seattle. Um but I but I do think that you know, experience has a lot to do with uh, the ability to move forward.
3: Yeah, I you know, I I yeah, I'm with you. I think the same thing. It's been a weird season for the Eagles like we have uh, told you about. It's a great up and down story. What is it about that team that was lost to Miami early December in front of 40,000 Eagle fans? They lose at Hard Rock Stadium. Now, that's with a playoff berth on the line. They then fall behind 17-3 at halftime to Eli Manning, a shot fighter. Only to come back, win that game, Sweat a win against Washington, beat Dallas, and then beat the Giants last week to secure the, v- the division.
4: Well, it, it's much like what you said before: the fact that sort of the no names kind of came out of and made an impact. I think the impact that Miles Sanders and Boston Scott had, or something that you could rely on, you know, Greg Ward. I mean, there have been players that have stood up when no one even thought that they would be in the game, let alone they would have an impact, and made such an impact. I mean. Your playmakers make plays. That's what you want. Coaches coach, players play, and your players made plays. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a, it's been pretty good. Meanwhile,
3: the Chiefs are at home. The Ravens are at home. The Packers and the Niners are at home, and they'll await what transpires this weekend. Link, yes, it's going to be. It's the
4: next two weekends are really good. Yeah. And good luck with the young man's basketball game today. Thank so. you. I'm gonna head over there now. Head
3: over to the gym. You got to think, he Wusa. He's got his. <laughs> uh, enjoy the games. Love to my nephews. Everybody, thanks for listening, See ya.
2: fellas. Are out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.